Hello, my name is Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs, and I am the owner and creator of Subliminal Message Studios. Thank you very, very much for joining me. What we do here is expose the secret societies and fight the New World Order using historical knowledge and Christian values that I believe we should all hold dearly to one another. Thank you again. Let's start. guys thank you very much for joining me i'm your host benjamin leonardo jacobs um i want to start this off uh, pretty quick because we have a lot of stuff to get to there's a lot of stuff that i want to cover in china a lot of stuff going on with the democrats a lot of a lot of hor uh, horrific things that are going on here um just here in america uh, but i want to get to one thing in particular that's trending right now unfortunately um here in, uh, here in nebraska I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, and this is your first time hearing about it, let me read this off to you. So, um, Iowa victims of triple murder, uh, suicide at State Park, including girls six were shot, a girl that was six were shot, stabbed, and strangled. Um, three family members who were killed during what was described as a possible random triple murder suicide attack carried out by an unrelated person at an Iowa State Park last month were shot, stabbed, and or strangled. According to the autopsy results released Thursday, Tyler Schmidt died from a gunshot wound and multiple sharp force injuries, while his wife, 42-year-old Sarah Schmidt, died from multiple sharp force injuries. The Iowa Department of Public Safety said in a news release, the six-year-old daughter, Lula Schmidt, died from a gunshot wound and strangulation. The Schmidt's bodies were discovered on July 22nd inside a tent at the Macchiato Caves State Park Campground which is located approximately 180 miles east of Des Moines. Their nine-year-old son, 
who is with his family on the camping trip, survived the attack without physical injuries, but investigators have not said whether he was in the tent when the attack happened. Now, the department confirmed Thursday that the killer was Anthony Sherwin, 23 of La Vista. Nebraska died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after the attack on the family earlier on the morning of July 22nd in their tent at the Macchiato Cage State Park campground. Sherwin was at the park camping with his parents at the time of the attack, according to police and Sherwin's mother. Now, investigators said all evidence collected substantiates that Sherwin acted alone, but police have not indicated a motive in the killings. The release said no further information would be released until this Thursday. Now, Mitch Morbitt, uh, assistant director of the Department of Public Safety and Division of Criminal Investigation, told the Association Press last month that the initial investigation had not revealed any early interaction between the Schmidt family and him. Now, Adam Morehouse, Sarah Schmidt's brother, told the news outlet that the family had no connection to Sherwin and he believed it was a complete random act. Police who swarmed the park in the wake of the shooting found Sherwin's body outside the campground but within a wooded area of the park. Sherwin's mother, Cecilia Sherwin, told the Association Press in the days after the shooting that she and her husband were devastated by the attack on the Schmidts and by, and by the loss of their son. When she described as, and she, and whom she described as kind, sensitive, and an exceptional student and aspiring businessman. Yeah, they always do. Um, now, um, I, I want to get to um, I, I, the, I'm, and this is my opinion, obviously, because the motive hasn't, the motive hasn't came out yet. Um, with these kind of things, like just using common sense, it is going to take some time. I can give my opinion on the motive. It might have something to do with stuff like this. You know, Omaha City Council member approves contract with National League of City Race Equity and Division Establishment. Like this is, and and, and it's stuff like this that can that it's it's this type of marginalization and this type of labeling, this type of hate. Creating this, you creating these ideas here in 2022, where the white man is to blame for you know what I mean—the racial equality that you're suffering through. It's not like we're never going to really like if, like I said before, guys, if we're really going to get down to uh, you know racial uh, equality, I'm sorry, racial equity, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever which way you want to spin it, then we need to really, really look at the people that are actually still uh, still suffering through enslavement till this day and the only people here in America that are actually suffering through enslavement is the Native Americans we'll never touch base on that and if you if you can tell and if you also recognize how far away the mainstream media or anybody will actually slide away from this conversation they don't want to talk to you about how the Native Americans are still on that same shitty land that you stole from them you don't want to talk about how the Native Americans if they come off that land they're now illegal immigrants they go, they, they go to prison. They go to jail. You don't want to talk about the Native Americans are still impoverished by heavy, by drugs and by drugs and alcohol. That's the only things they can actually do because the land that they're on, you can't grow anything on. Still to this day, but you won't, none of us want to have this conversation. If we're going to have this racial equity conversation, then we need to be real with ourselves because it's not the black or the, I mean, if, I mean, it's the Mexican community. It's, if anything, the Mexican community is kind of being used as slaves now. Just look at the border. If we're going to have this racial talk, then we need to be real with each other because who's being used going across that border? I don't I'm not seeing any black people. I see my people. 
Like if we're going to have this conversation, then we need to be real with each other because I see my people and they're not. And, they're not, and, by, and by the way, if, if any of you think they're coming here for a better life, that's not the case, man. That hasn't been the case for a very long time. Most of the time, they ha they keep their family in Mexico and they just come here for work. And then when they've made enough money, they go back to Mexico and they start a business there. It's the, it's the trendy ideologies that keep on messing us up. It's these trendy culture ideologies that come from the Bolshevik, uh, Bolshevik division and Nazi propaganda. This is exactly what it is. And if like you know, and if you don't believe me, guys, just go to the, go to my upload just from yesterday and hear hear this um, uh, this guy talk about. Hold on, let me because um, I'm pulling this up on my phone, and we can hear this uh, 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 guy talking about uh, talk about. So let me say, Omaha City Council approves contract Tuesday with the National League of Cities Race, Equity, and Leadership Team for training for, for training for city employees. Key station is Deputy Chief Staff and Mayor Gene Stotworth's office and leader of Omaha's diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy. These terms, Green New Deal, equity, you know, uh, d diversity, and uh, Omaha's diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy, these are the terms of critical race theory. We're in 2022. Everyone knows it's not a good thing to be racist in any kind of way. Everyone knows that. If you're in 2022, but they, like if you're in 2022, now if this was back in the 1930s and we're having this conversation, these types of inclusions, sure. Maybe discussions, yeah, discussions of it and the ability to recognize that we're all human beings. Yes. But putting the labels on it the way they're doing, I mean, what what is what is what is exactly inclusion strategy? If it's only striving to include one race, then how is that inclusion? How is that so inclusive? How is this Omaha's diversity equity? What is equity? First of all, equity has to deal with money. You realize how they're changing these definitions. It's not it's not racial equity. That is a made up woke term. Racial equality. We started that term a long time ago, and it was supposed to be devised in a way where we could all realize that when I shoot your bitch ass, you is that will that be kind of against when I when I uh, when I shoot you? Yeah, I got it read. How, I thought they were included. That was only three F's. Whatever. When when I shoot you, you are bleeding red. If you shoot me, uh, if I get shot again, I've already taken three bullets. If I get shot again, I'm bleeding red. But it's 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 these type of marginalizations. It's these types of brainwashed traumas that we get that this that this that these secret societies and the mainstream media keeps on thriving to give to the people so the masses can stay devised, never once questioning what color will they bleed and what color is that person going to bleed. It is the same color, man. And the more and the more we and the more we keep on talking about this racial, you know, equity and all this and that. That's the further we're gonna go down. That's the that's the that's the more of these uh, these uh, cases are gonna happen for crying out loud. You and you realize how the mainstream media, even the mainstream media, isn't really. T they're not talking about the race of the character. They're leaving race out of it right now. But just imagine, just imagine, if Tyler Schmidt, Sarah Schmidt. And Lewis Schmidt were black, and this was a white kid. This was a white, uh, you know, this was a, 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 a white. Anthony Sherwin was a white kid. 
that went and did this to this black family, uh, black family, imagine how the media would distort and imagine how they would run with this story. Suddenly, Nebraska would be filled with, oh, see what it happened in Nebraska. Suddenly, all that racist stuff comes out. We're so divisive. We're so sensitive to think that everything is racist around us. We can't, like, most comics are, like, nowadays, comics are even scared to make, scared to make racial jokes. I, if I was a comic, I'd do it all day. All day, every day. Don't think I won't. I do it. I, like if, if any of you are thinking that I don't have these type of ideologies, or if I won't say this stuff to you outside of the street, if you're, oh, that's that's of course. If you're, you know, if you actually want to stop and say something to me, right? You know, anytime you want to. If you want to have this conversation with me outside, yeah, we, we can have this conversation. The way I am on, I'm going to say this. I've probably said this now like at least five or ten times. I'm going to probably have to say it a thousand times the way i am on social media and um you know twitter you know facebook all this stuff man it's i do not i i really wish for people would understand that we cannot we cannot continue to treat that as real in fact it's not tangible this is something that you say on a, on a screen and it goes off into the sky Will your ideologies change in the future what if someone keeps on holding you accountable to a tweet you made you know, a year ago, now your ideologies are changed. Let's say, let's say it's on abortion. Let's say uh, my ideologies change on abortion here in two years. But see, people are still caught up. No, this is what you think because this is a tweet I put out two years ago. This is the mentality that they want to drive to. And this is also why tweeting and social media is so predominantly a big thing when it comes to political discussions because people can hide on their phones. They don't want to use critical thinking. They don't want to look that person in the eye and see if they're actually telling the truth. The real reason why a lot of Democrats are scared shitless of me because they know if I show up at city council meetings, the people around me aren't going to sit there and look in my eyes and know it's bullshit. They're going to be able to look you in the eyes and know it's bullcrap. They're going to be able to look you in the eyes and know you're just saying, saying this because you're getting paid to say it. You know, I know, <laughs> I know one senator, mister... <laughs> Um, that has a friend, and she, uh, crap, um, and that's live too. Well, okay, I already said, let's just say, um, you know, I know what you told her, and I know you told her if I ever were to come up to you and ask you, a, even if it was just for a dialect, I want to have a conversation with you. You told her if I ever walk up to you and have and try to have a conversation with you, you, being a grown man, will go out of your way to try to act like I'm hurting you or I physically hurt you. That is, the, that is the type of, of psychoness that's on the Democratic side. And that's coming from a grown man. I'm not going to put your name on blast because you know exactly who you are. And no, that's not your real friend. Believe me, bro, she's not. As soon as she, yeah, yeah, she's not. How do you think I learned about this stuff, man? You, 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 the Democrats have no sense of loyalty. You have no sense of honorability because your honorability and your most of the honorability and most of people's loyalty nowadays is only only grasp upon payment of gratification or payment of money why do you think so many people are leaning towards more alternative sites like subliminal message studios a band out video because you can come on our sites you can get even your local news maybe you know, your world news but you can see the realness in your eyes no one's no one's paying me to to, to change your mind about guns 
I do all my research on my own. Damn it! I do. I do. I. I man, when I, I when I do my research about guns, I don't just stick with the type of gun. I go deep into. I do. I, I do research on calibers. If I do historical knowledge on on gun rights, then I would. I'll go all the way back to 1640. I'll go all the way back even further. If you want me to go back to the medieval days, you know, a lot of people don't understand. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna tell you guys this little story. So this story came out of uh, England, right? And it was a story of uh, a peasant. And his three daughters, and his three daughters were a very, very beautiful notion. And you can look this story up. It's actually a, it's, it's a pretty well-known story. His daughters are th three beautiful. They're very, very beautiful. Now, uh, the knights, a lot of people think knights were, I mean, oh, they're here. No, no, no. Knights used to come into peasant villages, take wherever the hell they wanted, kill. They used to kill the men, in, in particularly, just to make sure they could go inside the house and fuck the wife. Uh, that's one of uh, and, and and take the children and use them as slaves. That's what knights used to do. Well, this man in particular was a blacksmith. Okay, now one day I'm going to give you the short version. One day the knights come to there when the uh, three the three women are all grown up. They come there and they say, you know, we're going to take they're gonna, we're going to take your you know your daughters. And him being a blacksmith, he knows how to make swords. He unsheathed the sword from his little hut whatever uh killed all he killed all three of the knights now the story does not have a happy ending but the next day it wasn't he was hung quartered and trout his his entrails were spread all across the village because not because he killed three knights that was not because he was set on display with his body literally cut open and torn apart something out of the alien that's literally what they did to him the next day it was not because he killed the three knights. You know why they did that to him? Because he had a sword. Look it up. I, I, I don't need to lie. Do you, do you, I don't need to lie to you about any of this shit. He was killed because he had a sword. Not because he killed those three knights. He was killed because he had a sword. And back, a lot of people don't understand, back in the medieval days, having a sword was the same as if you had an AR-15 and it was illegal nowadays. That is the same thing. Back then, a sword was an AR-15. We have to get ourselves out of this manipulative uh, training of thought, you know what I mean, that we all use to try to go along with the status quo. The status quo is killing us. You know, like, you know, like, when this paint, like, you know, it blows my mind how we're all just shrugging off the fact that now masks are just suddenly a thing nowadays. I mean, I understand you're trying to say, like, to the people that want to say people with masks, not listen, man. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna be biased with you. I I don't understand it. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't understand that shit at all. But I just I want to ask. I I'm not gonna argue with you, but I do want to ask you one question. One question. Did you ever stop and think, like, why is it a cool thing nowadays? Like, even if it's just like I know you're trying to save lives, but like, you ever really stop to think about that? Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't just two years ago. No one was thinking about putting on a freaking mask when you had flu, when you had any kind of flu. You know what I'm saying? No one was thinking about any of this. Now, suddenly putting on masks and getting vaccinated every two months, every two weeks is just a thing? When did that happen? And, 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 and if, if, if we can't figure out when did that happen, when did that psychological um, uh, brainwave just change to the masses, if we can't figure that out, then why are we going along, going along with these new viruses that are just springing up out of nowhere? 
and you can't keep on calling people that are cons people are conspiracy theorists for just being like, hey man, you know, uh, like Bill Gates, he had a patent for the monkeypox virus, uh, monkeypox vaccine in 1979. And the mainstream media is running with this monkeypox virus like it's a brand new thing. Like even with the even with the original strain of COVID-19. You guys all remember Fauci saying, you know, it was not made up in the lab. You guys all remember that. Everyone remembers that. I, should, I remember that. You know what I'm saying? It was not made up in the lab. Now, no, like, everyone knows it was made up in the lab. Like, even the, even the libtards, even the Democrats are just like, yeah, it's made in the lab. But, like, we have to deal with it now. That's, that is the, that's Stockholm Syndrome. That's how you know that's deep Stockholm Syndrome because we're just like, well, we just got to deal with it now. Deal with it now. How do you think the CIA and the FBI and these evil groups were getting away with running drugs in America? How do you think they were getting away with giving crack to the depoverished neighborhoods to kill them? How do you think they got away with it? Like, we're all going to just like it. Like, guys, the 1990s wasn't that long, okay? You know, like, they put it like, just realize this. So they put movies of the CIA running drug like the CIA and their wars with the Nicaraguan war and the Nicaraguan drug war. Nowadays it's it's a known thing that the CIA had assets like Pablo Escobar. Nowadays even at any even at Congress, El Chapo, El Chapo went into the went into Congress. He was in Congress. And he stated, what are you talking about? The CIA is giving me these drugs. They're the ones that are giving me the job. I'm working for them. The CIA walked in, walked in and said, no, 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 shut up. This is done. Off to Guantanamo Bay you go. Like, it's a known thing. They make movies. They make Netflix movies about it. American made. They make Netflix movies about the CIA or private institutions running drugs into America like crack cocaine. You, oh, now we all know. Now we know that crack was made by, uh, was made by pharmaceutical companies and then they release it to the, uh, release it in America. Okay, so we know that. And now we look at nowadays with fentanyl, with the release of fentanyl, it was in our face that Purdue Pharma, the ones that got caught creating Oxycontin and killing hundreds of thousands of Americans and then only having to pay like a small amount of the profit that they had. And it was mainly to pay off a bunch of uh, pay off a bunch of judges and senators and stuff like that. None of them spent one day in court. They made a phone call. It's a well-known thing that they they're the ones that created fentanyl in their laboratory and then they released it. And we are all still shaking our heads like we're just gonna have to deal with it. Why? What, what, what are you what are you talking about? Like. And if you and if you're and if you're if you're worried about Roe versus Wade, like how can you be worried about your right to abortion when you see these things be a well-known fact and you're throwing up your hands where well, it already happened? Why be mad about abortion rights then? If that's if that's a conclusion you're going to come to, then why be mad about abortion rights then? Why? I'm being I'm being a hundred percent honest, man. Um, Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, getting into some more, uh, I guess, the lighter side of the news, guys. I'm sorry I went off on a tangent for a while. So I just want to uh, put this up on screen because it's freaking hilarious. So um, I don't know if you guys know this. So uh, MGK's bus um, was uh, graffitied, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, what you're seeing on your screen, I'm just going to give you a full view of MGK now. So you guys all remember, uh, you guys all remember, uh, you know, the rap. I'm going to play a little bit. You guys all remember this?
Clippers, fuck a beard, it's weird. Talk, talk, I'm a rapper, pay me for security, yeah. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, hey, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. Oh, so anyways, yeah, uh, this is him now. Remember, yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him now, right? So he made a rap against Eminem, okay? All good. All right, I feel you. You know, you're, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're feeling yourself, stuff like that. And then, and then Eminem, and then Eminem came back. Uh, Eminem, uh, I'm sorry, Eminem came back with um, a little, a little something of. A So yeah, it, it didn't work out that well for him. Let's just say that. Because here he is now, right? You know what I mean? This is, and what blows my mind most about this is he made that Eminem diss, guys. Okay, he made that Eminem diss. And then Eminem responded one time. He made he made one song about him. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't really, it was just a diss, man. He just made a track about him. So this is MGK now. Let me put this on full screen so you can see this little fairy little fag. Yep, this is MGK now, guys. He's got his pink clothing, pink hair. That's my cat's books. Look how mad he is. Yeah, okay, so MGK, MGK just can't catch a break here at Omaha, Nebraska. You know what's, like, like I said, man, like, it, 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 it's funny to me because here, just uh, hold on, let me bring this on screen so you can see that. Let me bring this on screen so you can see this. Rap faggot devil, <laughs> rap devil faggot. That's exactly what that says, guys. And that's MGK now, right after he tried to screw with Eminem. Now the police are, investiga are investigating. The um uh you know the uh, uh the incident uh, involving MGK, but I honestly think it blows my mind on uh you know that that's him now. You know what I'm saying? He won't he won't touch rap nowadays. You know what I mean? He won't even get involved with rap. You know what I mean? After his little uh, debacle with Eminem, and honestly, I I, I mean you know what I mean can't be mad at him. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, to to move forward with um uh, with some news, guys. Um, so you guys all remember um, Joe Biden saying that um he would we would defend Taiwan if uh, China ever um you know if, if China ever did something against a uh, military militarily against Taiwan. If you guys don't, I'm gonna play a short little 56 second video for you right now. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. We support the one China policy. We support all, all that we've done in the past. But that does not mean 
does not mean that China has the ability, has the, excuse me, the, the jurisdiction to go in and use force to take over Taiwan. So we stand firmly with Japan and with other nations not to let that happen. And uh, my expectation is it will not happen. It will not be attempted. My expectation is a lot of it depends upon just how strongly the world makes clear that that kind of action is going to result in long-term disapprobation by the rest of the community. So you guys all remember him saying that, right? Well, this is exactly what uh, China had to say um, uh, just uh, a couple days ago.导弹全部精准运用目标，检验了精确打击和区域具体能力。整个实弹发射训练任务已经圆满完成，解除新闻海空气防卫训练。And Oh, okay, that's what happened. All right, uh, give me just uh, one schnecket. Uh, I meant second. Schnecket? Schnecket? Whatever. Uh, one moment, please. Um, now, anyways, uh, guys, so yeah, that's that's what China had to say. You know what I mean? They, they this is two months prior to, uh, you know, Joe Biden, you know, saying this. And, uh, yeah, too much So that's what China uh, had to say to that. And then this is Nancy Pelosi. Um, this is Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. And I, I watched this yesterday. I watched it like literally right when it came out. And wow. Let me close by saying this. The Chinese have tried to isolate Taiwan, keeping them most recently from the World Health Organization by not even letting their uh, participation be on the agenda of the World Health Agency River that, that makes these determinations. They may try to keep Taiwan from visiting or participating in other places, but they will not isolate Taiwan by preventing us to travel there. We've had high-level visits, senators in the spring, a bipartisan way, continuing visits, and we will not allow them to isolate Taiwan. 
they are not doing our travel schedule. The Chinese government is not doing. Okay, so that 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 suspiciously sounded like you know what I mean. You're taking orders from the Chinese government, but okay. Our friendship with Taiwan is a strong one. It is bipartisan in the House and the Senate. Overwhelming support uh, for peace and the status quo uh, in Taiwan. Yeah. Um, how much of that was uh, complete bullshit? Well, uh, we're going to find out here soon, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, it was a bunch of bullcrap. Now, uh, since Nancy Pelosi has uh, chosen to sh uh, show up and uh, make uh, things a lot harder, I want to get to this, guys. And I'm uh, here, here coming up in uh, possibly, or I'd probably say here in our uh, second hour, I, I want to go back in time with you guys a little bit, and I want to cover the Bolshevik Revolution between the years of 1919, well, 1917, all the way up to 1959, because there's different military strategies that we've completely forgot about. You know, um, our ideologies of uh, what militaries do to uh, kill or um, killer uh, enslaved people. We're so desensitized to what we've seen in Hollywood. We think the only way that militaries conquer each, uh, conquer um, uh, themselves or uh, conquer other other countries is through military means. Uh, the reality here, in, the reality of history is <coughs> uh, you'd be surprised at how many different empires have conquered countries without putting any military uh, military units in or even fighting once. Um, Alexander the Great was a very good example of him using political or, um, or political and or starvation, uh, deprivation, and uh, uh, psychological psychological programming against against the people of their own nation. They turned. He, he was Alexander the Great. If you actually learn, learn um, if you want to actually learn about some of the military strategies that he used, one of the famous military strategies that he actually used was turning the people of a nation against their own nation. So when he comes to invade, the people of that nation are, they're happy for it. You know what I mean? Because you know what I mean? They've been so psychologically programmed, not knowing through, uh, you know, through different memes and stuff, through different means and stuff like that from an outside force. They have no idea that they just, they're just calling for their own destruction. But Alexander the Great, if you actually look up, a lot of uh, you know his actual military strategies and the people we actually learned from. You have to uh, remember that Alexander the Great had very, very, uh, very, very important philosophers, uh, military strategies around him at all times. But um, I, I'm going I'm to try to stay focused. So after um, uh, Pelosi's um, embarrassing visit to Taiwan, China holds climate military ties over Pelosi's uh, Taiwan visit. China announced Friday it was ending all contact with the United States on major issues, including uh, crucial climate cooperation that led to the international 2015 Paris Accord. As tensions and public rebukes ratcheted higher over the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, and of course we all heard from Taiwan, or we all heard from uh, Nancy Pelosi, and you know what I mean. Continuing. How 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 important she thinks you know what I mean. Um, uh, China is apparently here. Let's go to it one more time. This is and we will not allow them to isolate Taiwan. They are not doing our travel schedule. The Chinese government is not doing that. 
So I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn that Wicked Witch of the East off. Yeah, I'm gonna turn that off. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, let me get back to this, guys. So the White House summoned China's ambassador, Quinn Gang, late Thursday to tell him that the military actions were of concern to Taiwan, to us, and to our partner partners around the world, says spokes, uh, spokesman John Kirby. Uh, John Kirby uh, hilariously has um, uh, has high investments into this uh, uh, Chinese PLA, but you know what I mean. It's it, it, it makes sense for him to be like, oh, we're so worried. We're so worried about uh, you running military strategies. We're so worried about your high, um, uh, your high, your high, uh, pro, your high-profile programs and invasion marks against the United States. I just want to invest in Chinese more. By the way, how much money do you have in Nike right now, LeBron James? Same. China-U.S. relations on a downward spiral, said Bonnie Glazer, head of the Asia program in the German Marshall Fund. Now, in recent years, other rounds of tensions between China and its neighbors over the Indian border, regional islands, and the South China have ended with China asserting new territorial claims and enforcing them. Noted John Colbert, a former East Asia National Intelligence Officer, a new senior, a new, a now a senior fellow at the Atlantic Council. The same could happen now over Taiwan, Colbert said. I don't know how this ends. We've seen it how it begins. Um, yeah, we, we've seen it how it begins. We saw, we saw Chinese military, Chinese special forces... We saw what we did see is Chinese special forces use uh, DJI uh, drones to help Russian uh, Russian military hit Ukrainian targets. We saw that, and I told you guys that was going to come out. And as soon as that came out, now we're seeing this escalation with China preparing. And and, and like I said, there was this BBC. Anchor, I talked about this yesterday. There's this BBC uh, anchor that was in the South China Sea, and uh, they were giving her the ability to record uh, special operations training and stuff like that and they're actually given their ability to um, interview a few of the Navy sailors uh, part of the Chinese Navy, Chinese Navy and she asked them you know all this buildup are, are does it make you scared that you're going to re getting ready to invade Taiwan this dude laughed his ass off and said we're not getting ready to invade Taiwan we're getting ready to invade America and if you don't think this is a strong possibility right now, I'm just going to, and I have some news for the Democrats, because everyone is talking about the new economic package and stuff like that. Well, this is going to make sense uh, of why we're, I want to get into the Bolshevik revolution, because a lot of these tactics are Bolshevik in their literacy. Uh, a lot of these motives, you know what I mean, the, the deprogramming and the, the, the distinct of our, um, our of our food resources and this whole play on of it's another country like right now gas is going down what happened to Putin's price hike because I'm a hundred percent sure the war in Ukraine and Russia is still going on right now right now so I don't know what happened to Putin's price hike oh crap I was out of focus I don't know what happened to Putin's price hike I have no idea what's going on with that but you know um so uh, what, what do I mean? Uh, what, what do I want to get into with this uh, with this article is so tougher IRS enforcement central to Democrats economic package. Hmm. Another deal worked out by Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and West Virginia uh, Senator Joe Metchin. The bill would spend an extra seventy nine point six billion on the B legal agency over the next ten years. The plan would generate an additional two hundred three point seven billion in revenue for the federal government over the time over that time frame. Listen to what this is saying. 
the plan would generate an additional $203.7 billion in revenue for the federal government. Federal government. That money's not coming to us. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not even breaking this article down, guys. I'm like, I'm not doing that at all. But I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I want you guys to realize this. If you're a Democrat and you actually, you know, you know, you you believe in this, well, listen to what it's saying. Two hundred three point seven billion dollars in revenue for the federal government. Since when have we been able to trust the federal government, the feds? I don't care if you're on the right side or the left side. You have, you have to ask yourself before you get political. Like that's why that, that's this is the. This is why they don't want me to show up at city council. I, I'm not going to try to get political with you. I'm just asking you a simple question. Without getting political, without breaking down the actual package and all this stuff like that, I'm just getting political. When have we known the federal government to actually give us our due right? So if you're for this package, then fine. But ask your, be real with yourself and ask yourself, I mean, well, okay. So, yeah, it'd be good, but, I mean, it's going straight to the feds. That's not going to states. That's not going to us. We're still paying the same for milk. If you haven't realized, gas went down a little bit, but food at the store went up skyrocket. So what's going on here? Meanwhile, we have a president going on freaking camera, not blinking for almost 38 minutes, looking like he's higher than George Floyd right before he got killed. He must have been thinking about touching little children. That's what I'm wondering. That's all I'm saying. Just wondering. So, anyways, um, uh, the plan would generate an additional $203.7 billion in revenue for the federal government over the time frame for a net gain of more than $124 billion in Congressional Budget Office projects. As the Senate prepares to be a voting on the bill in the coming days, the IRS proposal has become a magnet for GOP attacks. Oh, it's become a magnet. Well, that's because, that's because, Listen to this. The IRS has been mostly on the losing end of congressional funding fights over the past dozen years. Well, that's because the IRS is illegally put into place. It blows my mind on how they're trying to they're trying to make the IRS seem like they've actually done good for the American people. This I'm not. I, I, once again, I don't have to get political with you on these subjects. I don't have to get uh, get on the Democratic side. I don't have to get on the Republican side with you. Since when have we known the IRS to help the American people out? If, if, like, you know, and if you're listening to me right now, and I have a, I surprisingly, I'm finding out more and more, I have a lot of people that hate my guests, but they'll, they'll go out of their way to listen to my show. Thank you very much. I appreciate the support. But ask yourself this one question. I'm not being political with you. Since when do we know the IRS to be fair with American people? Right now, I'm getting, right now, the IRS is trying to sue me for almost $8,000 over, over, over unemployment benefits that I rightfully own. I have never been on unemployment my entire life. Right now, the IRS is going out of the way to come after little old me while they stand up with the Democrats and say, oh, well, we're trying to help. We're trying to help the American people. But it's, it, it wasn't too long ago. Now it's happening to me, and it's happening to me right now. But I think it was a little over two months ago where the IRS was trying to come after an old lady for almost $10,000 of unemployment benefits. Does this have anything? I wonder if this has any correlation. Hmm? 
Meanwhile, the, meanwhile, the Democrats are pushing this crap. Listen, this the IRS, uh, in April, the IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick told members of the Senate Finance Committee the agency's budget has decreased more than 15% over the past decade, when accounting for inflation and the number of full-time employees, 79,000 the last fiasco was close to 1974 levels. So, oh, so they're telling you this. But they're not. They're 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 pushing off the fact that the, we just got out of pan. We we just got out of a pandemic. A pandemic. I'm sorry. So they're telling you this. They're telling you the IRS needs more money. When the IRS and the IMF are in the brinks of destroying the American dollar, and they're asking for more money. If you don't believe me, guys, I want you guys to watch this old clip of the IMF. Let's go to that now. Analysis on CBDC, in particular for the use of general to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who is using a one hundred dollar bill today. We don't know who is using a one thousand peso bill today. Oh my uh, the key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability and also we will have the technology to enforce that those are those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what uh, to what cash is Well, we don't we, we don't know where cash is coming from. You see that? You see how this works? Do you see how this works? And you see why remembering? You see why remembering? You know what I mean? Like you actually have to put some real thought in. Like you have to remember this stuff. You see why they want everyone with short term memory? They don't want you to remember stuff that's happened six, seven months ago, years and years ago. God forbid you go that far back. And oh Lord, if you start getting into history, you're dangerous. You're dangerous as hell. Listen to this, guys. So, um, Senator Tom Caper, uh, a longtime member of the Senate Finance Committee, said he hears the same thing from the IRS commissioners every uh, every few years, regardless regardless of whether uh, they're serving a Republican or a Democrat administration. I wonder why. And, and I, I just and because <clears throat> this is how they read. They read this. They they say this kind of stuff, and then they act like it has no like there's no contradiction there, like there's no. Um, like there's no, <clears throat> there'd be no reason for Senator Tom Carper to side with the IRS when they directly said he's a longtime member of the Senate Finance Committee that has direct IRS officials and IRS board members on that committee. You see how that works out? And if you think I'm lying about this stuff, I, I, I'm not lying at all. But guys, okay, so it goes, it goes, um, it goes even further. Listen to this. So a duplicate larger IRS as means is to harass constitutes. At a time of inflation, Democrats also want to spend $80 billion to roughly double the size of the IRS so they can take more money out of the American people through harassment and audits, using taxpayer money to, take, uh, to make taxpayer lives worse. I think it's terrible for them to want to weaponize the Internal Revenue Service to supersize in the effort to go after, you know, families and farmers and small businesses to try to raise more money. And that's exactly what they're doing. So they're going there. So 
This is the way it works out. And if you think this isn't happening, it's happening to me right now. It just happened to some old lady where the IRS is starting to go after Republican-based people. They're going after Republican-based businesses. And if you look to all the PPP loans that they pushed, pushed through and they gave and suddenly all the top banks, they were the main ones to get all that money. You remember the first PPP loan that came through? You know, the first stimulus uh, stimulus package that came through when this pandemic first started. And then it came out that all the top banks got most of the money. And then they loaned that money out to your home mortgages, to, to people that were in debt. Well, guess what that money can be used for now? Now the IRS can step in and say, well, that was part of that, uh, that, that was part of that loan money. Even, even though you got it from the bank, the IRS can step in and say, well, that the bank got that stimulus money from us, so we're gonna have to go collect that money from that small business. As and they'll bypass the bank and they'll go straight after the small businesses, shutting down the economy that much more. And, and not just that, guys. Everyone thinks that uh, excuse me, everyone thinks that it's just you know shutting down the economy. That's not what this is. That's I mean that's that's what it's about. But they, what they're really trying to do is consolidate a monopoly, a monopoly into one umbrella. So why do you think even in construction unions right now behind the scenes, and this isn't being talked about, this is a, a, this is kind of shit that gets people, you know, get, gets people hurt. Um, but right now behind the scenes, union contractors and the biggest unions in the world with construction are all selling out to federal con to federal contracts. And they're selling them to federal contracts in an effort to get their Green New Deal money because the federal government is actually imposing these Bolshevik restrictions on a lot of these unions, preventing them from making cheap and affordable houses. You see how this works out? Meanwhile, the Democrats are pushing these kind of bills, throwing up their hands and wondering, well, it's all about abortion rights. Like you know, like uh, with um, like I, I, we have a senator. We have uh, plenty of senators, Democratic senators, right here in Nebraska. They solely focus on the rights to abortion. It doesn't matter what family is getting off. That none of that matters. It doesn't matter what's happening in their in their neighborhood. They are focusing solely on the right to abortion. They don't care about anything else, and that ought to show you what they're really in politics for. They're not in politics to help the Nebraska people. Like we have a Senator Megan, every other tweet that comes out of her profile, all about abortion. Not one of these senators here in the state of Nebraska have mentioned anything about this triple murder. Not one of them. And if they have, you know what they've said? Oh, all prayers. All prayers. It's so easy to say all prayers. And then, oh my God, they're probably going to get like 30, 40 likes because they're so sensitive. All prayers. They're the ones that are pushing these types of regulations that could have saved that family maybe that if that family would have had a firearm and they would have been a lot more prepared mentally because they they've actually known they know the real history they've taken the time to learn how to defend themselves instead of just always relying on the police that won't get there until time is too late or relying on someone else to save your ass that's not the way the world works but you see how the democrats every single time these horrible horrible things happen to us not happening to them guys happening to us you realize that's the only thing they got to say all prayers they'll never they'll never go into well maybe we should start educating people on how to defend themselves 
like right now, all this talk of abortion and women getting raped and stuff like that, you'll never hear any of these senators actually start giving money to defense defense weapon classes. And why not? Why not start a, a defense class where you're training women how to defend themselves, not just with a firearm, but with any weapon that they can find? You'll never hear any of these Democrats give those ideologies because they do not want you to defend yourself. They want to kill you. They want you to die. They believe that you should abort that baby because you're too weak to keep it. They believe that you shouldn't think for yourself because you're too weak to think. You need to realize that they are getting paid to say this shit to you. That's why when you look these people in their eyes, that's why when you look the people when these when you look these people in their eyes, all you see is all you see is fake. You know, you just know they're lying to you. They're getting paid to do it. I don't. I, I'm gonna be real. With you. I, I, I'm always real. I'm gonna be always 100% real on my show. Yeah, this is a Republican-based platform. This is a conservative-based platform. Um, uh, th- does that mean am I always going to be a? Uh, you know, this is a Christian-based platform. Does that mean I'm always going to be so Christian-based? First of all, the people that want to give the perception that they are perfect are anything but perfect. And they are a lot worse off than you in the mind than they are allowing to shape and shift for the world. It's like a lot of people have this perception that tweeting is the greatest thing. Like if, if it makes sense on a tweet, then wow, they're so smart. They're so ahead of the curve. Wow, their tweets are always making so much sense. But when something else happens in the world, happens to you, and you look back at that tweet and suddenly that tweet doesn't make sense... It's because it's 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 not real, guys. It's it's not real. And the more and the more we accept uh, social media and, and and these type of things to be a realistic form of communication, that's the farther we drift with the distinction of hate and the ability to off an entire you know entire group. How do you think the Nazis did it? How do you think the Bolsheviks? How do you think the Bolsheviks were able to kill, make the Nazi looks, make the Nazis look like freaking fairies? I mean, if you really want to get technical, Stalin, you know, communism, communism made Adolf Hitler look like a third grader eating a snack pack. Q, third grader eating a snack pack with glasses, like he's just you know red hair, adorable. That's Joseph Stalin and communism. That's that's the realist. And and, and Mao Zedong. Why do you think they never wanted to teach you guys about these uh, these other characters? They wanted to give you this, um, you know, they, it's it's about the boogeyman, you know, and, and it also helps with the uh, it also helps with the white shaming. It helps it helps with the, you know, there's always going to be that uh, that one group that's so you know uh, oppressed and stuff like that, and it's and, it, and it's somehow what's even what's even what blows my mind even more. Somehow the same people that are creating these problems. You know how you know how like whenever you get on this these racial topics with people, uh, whether no matter the color or race, it's always the white people that get mad the most, and it's always the white people that and, and I'm just saying this if we're going to be focusing on race, but it's always the white people that act like they have all the ideas, but then you ask them like you know what I mean, but then you go through history and you're like man, it seems the white people, and they have to just be quiet, they have to just like sit there and look down, yeah, was us, but don't worry, we have. The resolution to this racist. We have the answers to this racistness. 
and it tricks and it tricks and tricks my people into believing that yeah the same the same people that have been fucking us over that's the second f right that's the second f the same people that are effing us over those are gonna be the same people that are gonna fix it right i'm not i'm tired of people calling me conspiracy theorists this isn't like i'm i'm trying to i like Guys, it's very easy. I've, I've, like I said yesterday, it's, I've learned it's very, very easy to get your message lost and um, lost in anger, lost in anxiety, lost in depression. It's very easy when you're doing this. It's very easy to get your message lost in this. But I, I've been trying my hardest to not get political and just ask common sense questions, or at least to me, common sense questions. You know, like when they, like you know, all this talk, like just like like this. You know how you know what amazes me and how the Democrats. Are the ones that are spearheading abortion rights but like it was the democrats that were spearheading you know like the uh spearheading um uh, spearheading killing black babies through abortion clinics why do you think they put more abortion clinics and more uh, and more uh, uh, colored neighborhoods but it's it, it, and it came and all those rules and all those like like you know draconian like you know uh draconian laws those were all pushed by the democrats back in the early 1960s and even after that up until roe versus wade was reappealed it that all came from the democratic party all those babies that were killed and used on, for experiments all of that all that came from the democratic party the scientific minds and stuff like that from the democratic party the nazi minds from the democratic party they were the ones that were pushing the, you know what I mean? The, the baby killing stuff, you know what I mean? And now they're, 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 they're pushing, and now, like hysterically, they're on the front lines of abortion rights? You guys spearheaded the murder of millions and millions of black babies. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger. She is literally a KKK member. She's been quoted multiple times. Go on the air. Just go on the internet. She's been quoted multiple times by saying that we need to we we need to kill these black babies. You know, like you know, like that's. I don't know. I'm just you know. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. You know, uh, but you know, um. You know, so I so the Democrats are involved in um, weaponizing the IRS to go after Republican-based uh, platforms, Republican-based businesses, Christian-based businesses. This is all part of that paganistic, uh, paganistic paranoia that they're trying to bring back. It was the Club of Rome back in the early 1960s, or even maybe the late 1960s, that were saying. We're going to bring back paganism. Like, we're going to bring back the old superstition of witches and all that. We're going to bring that back so we can make people so paranoid against their neighbor that it allows us to democide them at massive numbers. And the number one killer in history is democide. Democide is governments killing their own people. But anyways, while the, while the, freaking, while the Democrats are out there weaponizing... The IRS to enslave the American people to take away their financial ability to be independent. And then they're turning around and saying, but we're going to give you the right to kill your baby, though. Another thing that's going on out in China, ladies and gentlemen, is that they're building a nuclear power plant in Argentina. And they're building another one uh, uh, into in, uh, deep, deeper into uh, like more near, you know, the Straits of Me uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, Mexico. They're, they're, it's just listen to this guy so 
New Deal is the latest Chinese effort to engage with countries in the region using its cutting-edge clean energy technology. Oh, it's so cutting-edge. It's so clean, too. So, recently uh, aimed deal to build a nuclear power plant in Argentina and other parts of Latin America is the latest effort by China to engage with Latin America countries using its advanced clean energy technology, part of a broader push to expand its influence in the region. The U.S. 8 billion plant known as the U.S. I'm sorry, the, the U.S. Uh, uh, the U.S. spent dollar 8 billion plant known as Achua the Third will use China's homegrown Hulong one design located near Lima, about 100 kilometers northwest of the capital, Buenos Aires. It will be it will be Argentina's fourth nuclear power station, and it will have an installed capacity of 1.2 gigawatts and an initial life of 60 years. So, you know, all, all good there, you know what I'm saying? They're, um, they're out there, you know what I mean? Uh, they're out there, you know, um, building nuclear, China's out there building nuclear power plants in South America and Latin America, right at our doorstep. Do you guys, like, you know, this is, so this is, this is a, the Cuban Missile Crisis was not that long ago, okay, guys? And if you guys all remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, that was legitly when the Russians were putting nuclear tech and nuclear capable missiles in cuba america was ready to literally destroy the entire planet because russia was right at our doorstep that was not that long ago ladies and gentlemen and, and, and by the way we're all for it Which, yeah dude you, you know we're not going to allow uh, russia to put nuclear capability right on our doorstep but in this day and age china can build build nuclear power plants Right next to us, literally right next to a screw on our doorstep, they entered in the door and they're sitting down on our couch. They can run military drills in Canada, touch down on Canadian military bases to fuel up and arm up and then take back off. They can, when the buildup of World War II was happening, Germany was Germany um, uh, collected almost 22 million cargo uh, cargo trains that's how that's how much they're collecting to move their all their uh, artillery 22 million different cargo trains do you know how many idea how much the chinese government has collected as has built up 750 million cargo shipping tra- cargo shipping trains that's how much they have created in an effort to ship to move their artillery. Why do you think that? Why do you think they moved most of their uh, military uh, military artillery on the man-made island, and then it made a statement to the world saying, "We don't know how long it will hold there. It is not sustainable. We have to move it." Now we're finding out that they're building a nuclear power plant in Argentina and South America. In America, oh, oh, by the way, what is what is the Democrats? What is our American military doing about this right now? We're just trying to be as woke as possible. As a matter of fact, you know what we're going through? Right? This is what we're going through right now. Uh, this is about a minute and 44 seconds. This is a, a, te- a, a bus in Texas that is shipping. We have there are so many, over almost over 15 million, actually way more than that probably, illegal immigrants have come into America. You want to know what invasion looks like? Just go outside and go down the interstate. Get off the interstate. You'll see it. But anyway, look at this. This is this is of a bus where the Texas, the Texas uh, state has had to ship these immigrants to New York City because they're the ones that are pushing this open border policy. They're the ones that got that 10-year-old girl raped. 
And then the mainstream media lied about the whole thing, saying, oh, she had to go across state lines just to have an abortion. No, she didn't. She stayed in the same state. She had a drive maybe like three or four hours. But she never left the state, had that abortion, and including that was raped by a sick, a, a sick, sadistic, illegal immigrant that was here coming across the border, coming back and forth across the border, running children and raping them. But the Democrats, they won't, oh, 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 oh no, that has nothing to do with it. It's all about abortion, right? Let's go to this video real quick, guys. Listen to this. All right, a bus carrying immigrants seeking refuge in the U.S. arrived in New York City today, but this is not such a simple story. The 50 migrants originally crossed the Mexico border and arrived in Texas, but the state's governor, Greg Abbott, decided to put them on a bus and send them to New York City. Abbott says President Joe Biden, quote, refuses to do his job in regard to immigration, so he says he's forced to take this action out of necessity. Abbott added in a tweet that the migrants, quote, can receive the you see that? Just, okay, so just real quick. Just real quick. You guys want to tell, give me this whole, you know, poor, uh, you know, poor, you know, they're coming here, they're coming here to have a better life. Okay, first Take of all, what is this? Out of necessity, oh, they're having a better life, huh? That's our... He's forced to take this action out of necessity. They're all on phones. Tweet that the migrants, quote, can receive. They're all on phones. They're all, they're all just having the time of their lives, okay? While me and you struggle to pay our phone bill, while me and you struggle to pay tens of thousands, almost $20,000 for attorneys just to get our children back. And then, the, and then CPS is getting weaponized by the same Democrats that are supposedly pushing for your right to abortion. So they're weaponizing CPS, telling you to kill your babies, and if you do something or if you're supposedly raising your children the wrong way, oh, that the woke CPS can come in nowadays, especially here in Nebraska, thanks to, um, I want to make sure I, I get it right, guys, because I don't, I don't want to get taken out of context, right? I, I'm going to make sure I go to your, uh, your law. LR181. Now, if a woman is going through some some type of depression, postpartum depression, some type of um, uh, something that's actually hurting her because she's a human being, well, now, well, I think we just need to strip away your babies for a while. You see how that works out? They'll give you the right to kill your baby, but they won't give you the right to keep your children. Like, oh, yeah, oh, of course, these, these immigrants are definitely coming here, are definitely coming here because... Because they because because they're looking for places of uh, places of sanctuary. Yeah. Put them on a bus and send them to New York City. Abbott says President Joe Biden refuses to do his job in regard to immigration, so he says he's forced to take this action out of necessity. Abbott added in a tweet that the migrants quote can receive the services Mayor Adams has boasted about within the sanctuary city. Adams is asking for federal support from FEMA here. His spokesperson today says Abbott is using human beings as political pawns. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Abbott is using uh, is, uh, how, and that's how they distort this. How is, uh, and, and I'm not going to get political. I'm going to try my hardest not to get political, okay? It, it was the Democratic Party that wanted the open border policy, okay? Well, obviously, they definitely got it, okay? Now, Abbott Knowing he cannot feed these people, knowing he cannot properly shove all these people, he sent them to New York. He sent them to a different state. But Abbott is using these for he's still, but somehow Abbott is still using them for political pawns. 
what do you want him to do? Turn water into wine? If that's what you want him to do, what kind of drugs do you want, man? I mean, you know, how does this work out? It's not Abbott that just wants the border, you know, the border wide open. You know, he's trying to close it because he's like, guys, we can't, we can't feed these people. I have nowhere to, I have nowhere to shelter these kids, these these children that are being ran across. Somehow, I've seen the same lady run across the border with almost 50, 50 children. She keeps saying that oh, I'm coming here for sanctuary, but then she goes right back into Mexico, comes back with more children. She got cartel tattoos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And we're all going to continue with this notion of, well, they're coming here because they're looking for sanctuary. No, they are coming here by design. We are coming here because our government, our federal government, is operating off a new green deal and a new agenda, a new world order that's meant to impoverish America to the extent where if a country chooses to invade America, it will be at least 50% of the country that says, invade us, do it, because obviously our government's so racist. You know, speaking of racist, I think it's amazing how Brittany Griner got sentenced to nine years in Russia, and she's crying her eyes out, asking for America to help. Was that the same, when this is the same America, that she would not stand up for the, uh, stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, this is the same America that she went out of her way that says it needs to be demolished because America is racist. Suddenly, uh, suddenly America ain't shit. Now she's sitting in a foreign prison begging for America to come and save her ass. And the libtards, the Democrats all across Twitter right now, amazingly, amazingly, all running with a uh, all like here, let me. I'm gonna put this uh, put this on the screen for you guys. So yeah, the Kremlin said Friday that it's open to talking about a possible prisoner exchange involving WNBA star Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan in American jail in Russia on espionage charges, but strongly warned against publicizing the issue. Okay, right on, guys. So okay, so there it is. And you know what's funny about this? How much do you guys want to bet that Joe Biden will actually entertain that idea? He will actually give Russia back their bomb maker that that Russia actually sent into here to make bombs to, to yeah to, to blow stuff up with bombs. Yeah, he's a bomb maker. If you don't believe me here? This is this is just a few of the comments of this. Listen to this, guys. This is just a few of the comments. Russia wins big if we exchange a convicted arms dealer who led to the death of thousands for a girl who took a bait pen overseas. Yeah, that's uh, and that's all real. Yes, he was an arms dealer. Yes, he, and he wasn't just a regular arms dealer. He was a bomb maker for the Russian Spetsnaz. He was brought over here and inherently by the Democrats. So watch how fast heads start to roll if this goes through. Now, um, now, now uh, do I personally think they'll actually go through with any kind of deal like that? Oh, hell no. Joe Biden and the establishment are stupid, but they're not that stupid to give uh, to, to give the Russian Spetsnaz back a bomb maker would be, uh, at least in my perspective, a little, just a little redundant, ladies and gentlemen. But um, uh, we're going to go to a quick uh, short little break real quick, so we'll be right back. In Revelation 6, the scripture describes what is going to happen. And the people screamed and they cried and they cried to the mountains and the rocks to fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the orgate, the wrath of God and of the Lamb. The 
for the great day of the wrath is coming. Who shall be able to stand? He's talking about Armageddon. He's talking about the great judgment that is coming upon the earth. Unless we repent of our sins and turn to God. Coming, the storm clouds gathering, the lightning flashing, the thunder roaring. And Armageddon, the great Armageddon we're talking about could be a hundred years from now. We don't know. Jesus said don't speculate on things. So among other things, with uh, China um, conducting uh, super intercontinental ballistic missiles right on the shores of Taiwan, along with this triple murder going on in um, uh, the Nebraska area with the Democrats weaponizing the IRS now to go after uh, Americans who they deem uh, enemies of the state, um, with China creating a new uh, new nuclear power plant in Argentina and South America, and America and the American military throwing throwing up their hands and saying, "Well, that all that's good and great because we're not worried about that. What we're worried about is making sure how woke uh, how woke our military is, and making make sure that they know in 2022 we want to make sure that we're in the year in 2022. And you know what we want to be sure about." We want to be sure that our military knows not to be racist because in 2022, it's still, you know what I mean, a, a hotly debated thing whether or not you're going to wake up and, you know, use the N-word every second or not. You know, it's, it, you know what? Every now and then, you know, a Jew slips out. What do I, you know, I just, what, what am I going to do, right? You know, among other things that they're doing, you know, I, I want to reach back in time on this second hour, guys, because I want us to remember where these where this weaponization where these where these war tactics come from this is a hybrid bolshevik hybrid bolshevik uh war form if you will you know what i mean and and i want to get reached back in time and explain to you guys what the how the bolsheviks were able to kill millions of people and how other countries were able to do the same thing through different war means other than using a an our standing army or even missiles or any of that. The number one killer, if you're in, if if you are in the military and you're getting ready to engage in war, the first thing obviously you're gonna have to realize like the first thing you're gonna be thinking is there's gonna be casualties. Well, you can prevent massive amounts of casualties if you attack a food supply. If you can divert a food supply and then on top of that make it look like it's not your fault, it's someone else's fault. You know what I mean? You don't have to set one foot, uh, one troop in that city, in that country. You just take away their food, slowly, slowly kill them. It's a slow kill method, ladies and gentlemen. But among the other things that the um, Democrats are uh, going after is our firearms. And uh, that's, I shouldn't even say that, I, you, know, you know, firearms, yeah. Uh, you know, guns and stuff like that. Uh, so I shouldn't even say that this is the first time that they've done it. They, they've constantly been trying to go after um, our, our weapons in some type of manner 
That is because the America is is slowly turning into uh, you know um, um, uh, you know Venezuela, unfortunately. But America has a fighting chance if we keep our firearms. Because now it's not really about. It's not even if you have a gun. Let's face facts. Even if you have a gun, if you have to use it during a self defense situation, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. And then to everyone around you, the media, your local media websites, because they're bought and paid for by, you know, uh, George Soros Foundation and, and the CIA are operating it more than likely. Now, they're not they're, they're not going to tell the full story. They're just going to tell, oh, oh, you know, a clerk man has to shoot a robber, but did the robber deserve it? You know what I mean? Nowadays, the only real reason why we need our guns is for, I, at least I'm starting to think, the only reason why we need, even need our firearms is so we don't get invaded. And that's not to say, that's not to say there, there's plenty of other reasons why you need a gun, but I mean, it's it's getting to the point where if we lose our firearms, you we might, we might as well literally get invaded. We might as well. We might as well like have a red dawn, you know, situation. You know what I mean? Kind of come apart because at this point, with the polarization inside of our community, and if I, and I'm going to use that word, I hate using it, but like a community as a whole in America, we're so dysfunction that if uh, if a military, another military might was to invade us, it wouldn't matter if we have firearms anyway. We'd sit there and argue with each other on whether or not it's a bad thing, a bad or a good thing. That's how brainwashed we are. We would argue with each other. We would argue with each other. We'd sit there. Well, I don't think the Chinese coming in is a, a all that bad of a thing. What, what the fuck? And, and meanwhile, what we argue with each other because that's what we're being trained to do is just argue and 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 socialize and talk, never never doing anything about what's happening. Well, then, I mean, at this point, well, yeah. What, what's what's the use, man? So many people are brainwashed into thinking that self-defense is only needed. Never, like that's that's the ideology that we're starting to that we're starting to latch onto. Is there's no such thing as self-defense. You know what I mean? It's just if something bad happens, it's just something bad happens. There's nothing you can do about it. So right now, while the Democrats are weaponizing, you know, the, uh, weaponizing the IRS to go after people like me, apparently. Old ladies, uh, uh, an old lady over two months ago going after unemployment benefits. I, I wonder if there's any correlation. This new package, this new economic package that the Democrats are are, are pushing are pushing through, and the, and and them saying that we want to um, uh, make the IRS uh, triple times uh, as triple times bigger than it already is. It doesn't matter that the IRS has never helped the American people out. And I'm not going to be political in this, but it, does, it doesn't matter if we the American people have never been able to trust the IRS. What has the IRS ever done for the American people? I'm not, going to, I'm not going to get political whether you're on the left or the right side. I'm just asking a general question. Since when have we been able to trust the IRS? It's an honest question. And then give yourself an honest answer. And then ask yourself, why in the hell would the Democrats trust them people? All they, they have been known to rob us constantly. That's all. That's all they do. But the Democrats are going to the Democrats are going to want to up their ante triple times, right? That's how it works out. You see? Oh, but don't worry, don't worry. Gas went down uh, oh eight cents. Food went up four cents. But Putin's price hike—that makes sense, still, right? I know. No.
but anyways ladies and gentlemen um uh, before i get into uh, before we reach back in time uh, uh so before um ever since roe versus wade was overturned the democrats have kicked uh the um taking guns away from the american people in a full gear it's almost as act, it's like an act of like vengeance for them or something like that. Like you know, if we can't kill babies legally, then we're gonna make guns illegal so we can kill more people. You know what I mean? It, it just it, it makes it makes. I'm gonna bring this uh, <clears throat> this point up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna bring this point up so everyone remembers the um, you know the um, uh, the prohibition, right? Everyone remembers that, right? By all the libtards listening to this, you remember prohibition, right? You know they made alcohol illegal. How stupid is that? Everyone knows that's that's kind of what gave rose to a lot of really really big mafias, a lot of really big politicians. You know what I mean? You know that are uh, still in office today. You know their families come from bootleggers and shit like that. Um, but we all know what prohibition costs. Now I want you to take that and I want you to use that same mindset and and use that towards if you ban guns. What do you think you're just gonna like make guns illegal or put these like restrictions on the way and you're not gonna have any like new gangs that are gonna start up? And now guess what? The guns that they're bringing in, they're not like they're not like our AR-15s. They're fully automatic. They're M16s. It's not one squeeze of the trigger and one bullet out. No, it's one squeeze of the trigger and multiple bullets out. Like you don't think there's going to be any other repercussions, and if you any other repercussions, and if you think, well, the police will handle it. Oh yeah, you mean the same police that you have stricken ever since George Floyd, the George Floyd riots, and well, well before that actually, that you have that you're trying to place social workers on now, especially on domestic disturbance calls, the most dangerous call that a policeman can go to. So you think that these social workers and these cops that are woke as hell getting trained now because critical race theory is inside police unions now. Yeah. Look that shit up. So you think these men are going to be able to handle themselves against gangs that are going to be forming and gangs that specifically form over firearms. You really think they're going to be able to stand up to those boys? Because all because I, I'm gonna give you guys I'm gonna give you a lot of you libtards a reality check a lot of the old like you know those old like cops that even you guys like even you guys respect because they're just they're those old school cops that just you know just don't take no shit guess what their contracts are up in about three years they're done they're all getting old they're tired of it they can't do it anymore. They're gone. So what are we going to be left with? A bunch of freaking uh, woke, woke sissies that's going to do the splits while he takes shots at you? You think these gangs are going to form? If we make guns illegal, you think these gun gangs are going to form out of that? Are going to be shooting like this? They're not. That's not. No, man. Like it. That's not. Look at for crying out loud. Look at the some of the arms dealers that come out. Of Ukraine and in, even in America, look at some of the arms dealers, the, the small-term arms dealers in America that come out of America. Look how trained they are. They actually did a movie about an arms dealer here in America. Two arms dealers that here in America. Look at the training they had. They they made a couple movies about arms dealers. One was involving Nicolas Cage. But just look of the material and the training that he had to be around that kind of stuff. And you really think that oh, regular policemen and social service workers are going to be able to stand up to those kind of men? 
you, you need like this is I'm not trying to be political. This is I've been trying my hardest not to be whether you're on the left or the right side, but I need you to ask yourself these questions. These aren't political questions. This is this is real. This is reality. I'm not I, I'm not I'm not standing up here, you know, showing you a show. Actually, you know what? I'm not I'm not standing up here and showing you guys videos of China using tactical ballistic missiles that they can reach everywhere. Gaming war plans, collecting cargo shipping crates that can move almost millions and millions, um, hundreds of millions of tons of artillery across seabed lines. They're creating shipping containers that can launch tactical ballistic missiles that might or might not be already on the California and New York coast. I'm not in I'm not in Dreamland. You guys can stay if you if you guys want to stay in Dreamland and think abortionism uh, the you know the top top is subject of this of this time, then go ahead. But I'm telling you right now that when shit hits the fan, all these, you know, all these people that you know you're listening to, you know, the you know, abortion is healthcare, you know. And all the libtards, you know, all the socialists, uh, you know, like, you know, Senator Senator uh, 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 Vargas, the thing socializing and talking to everyone about everything, that's going to solve everything. You really think they're going to be there when stuff hits the fan? You better ask yourself that. You need to look these people in their eyes because as soon as you do, you smell pussy. That's not going to strike against me, is it? Yes. That's right. No strike. I still got two Fs, right? Whatever. I'm going to use one here in a second. But I'm, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you. I want to show you guys this uh, uh, clip of the Democrats trying to get rid of their guns. Let's go. American people are begging for us to address this crisis. Lawmakers in the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday put forward a bill toughening national gun laws. The measure comes in the wake of gun massacres in a Buffalo supermarket, a Texas elementary school, and just a day after a gunman shot dead five people, including himself, inside an Oklahoma hospital. It has not even been 24 hours. This is the last mass shooting, and who knows how long. So just real quick, guys, I just want to—I I, want to say this because I'm trying not to get this messed up. But you see how that brain, that that psychologically, that that psychological programming goes in. Because if you're if you're looking at that from the youth, and this is you know you're just kind of going on YouTube for the news, and that's one of the clips you come by, and you come by, and you hear all these mass shootings. And they're just like, well, it's tougher gun laws that they need. Like the youth are going to be a kid and just be manipulated to, oh yeah. Well, look how many mass shootings that have happened. Like, like details don't matter in these mass shootings. You know what I'm saying? Because they do. That's like saying if all, like if all the if all the mass shootings were all done by the cops and the media was still saying, well, the the, the Rob Elementary mass shooting, the Buffalo Market mass shooting, and they completely continue to leave out that every single time there was a cop, don't you think people would start to be like, okay, we might need our guns because cops are killing people everywhere. But just imagine the media continue with that same that same heretic, you know, that same that same attitude of mass shooting this, mass shooting that, never giving you the full story, never giving you the details, never giving you the just and the truth and the full truth, just giving you what the devil does. That's how the devil lies. The devil tells you the truth. He does. I've said this plenty of times, man. You see, that's that's what makes the devil the greatest liar in history. Because he tells you the truth. He does. Don't get it twisted. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm just not going to tell you all the truth. And I'm going to manipulate this truth into the truth. And if you don't run with it, I can simply just turn around and say you're just not ahead of the curve. You're racist. You see how this works out? 
and it, 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 what I'm trying to say is that what that really, really does, other than just you know psychologically program you into narcissism and victimhood and all this, but what it really, really does is it prevents your your critical thinking inside your head. It prevents you from critical uh, critical thinking, especially when it comes in the moment. So you do actually make the best decision, but when you're programmed like a lot of people are, when they get in those heat of the moment situations, why do you think drastic shit happens so fast? They've already, they've are, it's called predictive programming. They're already allowing your mind to go to this extent because either way, either way, you, that's what you've seen in movies, and you're convinced that's the way it is, or that's what you've been, that's what you're polarizing yourself with, like you know, serial killers. You know, a lot of women are so into serial killers. There's a reason for that, and it's, and a lot of men are too. I'm not, I'm not going to be biased, but there's a reason for that. But if you ever actually bring them around some satanic serial killer shit, suddenly, ah, ah, you know, all this and that, and suddenly it's too much for them. But their predictive programming and their psychological programming is egging them to try to say that that's what's really, really good. Why do you think some of those most influential psychological people in the world have always stated your subconscious mind actually is your reality and your conscious mind is not? They, they worded it differently. Go, go, I worded it in my own way. Do not get me wrong. I worded that in my own way. But, yes, some of the most top, smartest psychological, and I'm, I, a lot of them very woke, psychological professors will tell you your, your, your subconscious mind is that's what you're going to act on 99% of the time. You just don't know it. I need, you, I need you guys to wake up, and I need you all to do it fast. But let me go back to this clip, guys, of uh, – of uh, uh, Nadler, which is a very well well known Nazi, by the way. He can he he actually traces. He's very proud about chase tracing his roots back to Ukraine, where the Ukrainian Nazis were using the police forces to round up Jews. Yeah, we're gonna get into that, but all right, let's go to it. Until the next one. Too soon, my friends. What the hell are you waiting for? Democratic Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler said that while there were no perfect solutions to the scourge of gun violence, Congress had ways to make American lives safer. H.R. 7910, the Protecting Our Kids Act, links together important, sensible, overwhelmingly popular proposals that will help us to scale back the scope of the The bill would raise the legal age for buying certain assaults. H.R. 7910, guys. HR 7910. And I, like I said, guys, I want you guys to really, really ask yourself this question. You know, is, is, is taking away your guns, uh, especially with what we're going on now, you really think taking away your right to own a gun is going to help you if, you know, stuff, you know, hits the fan? I don't know. I'm just asking. Rifles from 18 to 21 clamp down on gun trafficking, restrict high-capacity magazines, and encourage firearms be safely stored. But Republicans, who staunchly oppose new gun restrictions, appear unmoved. The bill won't make our schools safer, it will hamper the rights of law-abiding citizens, and it will do nothing to stop mass shootings. Representative Jim Jordan, the ranking Republican on the committee, called the hearing political theater and predicted this latest package would meet the same fate as other Democratic efforts to restrict firearms. Because those bills are radical attempts to legislate away Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens, the Senate has not taken up the legislation, just like it won't take up this bill. 
U.S. Democratic President Joe Biden has pressed Congress to clamp down on assault weapons and mandate background checks for gun purchases. But he's repeatedly said the odds of any new laws overcoming Republican resistance are slim. While Democrats control the U.S. House of Representatives, the Senate is evenly split, with 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans. New legislation usually requires the support of at least 60 senators, which means any law would need rare bipartisan support. So, guys, you see how? Right, so, you see how? Um, I'm going to try to set up my um, my uh, next uh, video for you guys, but I want you guys to realize on how they're 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 implying they're implying it's 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 like when this goes this goes ahead with that marginalization. They're they're implying that well. Each time there's a there's a mass shooting, it's the Republicans' fault because they're the ones that don't want to ban guns. I, if, if even if we do ban guns, and this is not political, by the way, even if we do ban guns, even if we put more restrictions on firearms, that border is still going to be wide open. You don't think the cartels are moving guns and drugs? Like we we all know the cartels move drugs across the border. They make movies about it. You can't argue that with me. Everyone knows that. And that, but they're, they're so stupefied. Like they try to, they think we're so stupid that oh yeah, but they wouldn't be running illegal guns across that border. Well, why? Why not? If I'm a, if I'm a cartel leader, you watch you watch me. I don't give a flying hell about your gun laws. I'm moving in automatic weapons. Do you understand what I'm saying? To you, if if I, I I'm a po- I'm I, I do podcast, dude. And this is this is common sense to me. If it's common sense to me, imagine what the what people are actually involved, like the people are actually involved in doing that. Imagine the kind of shit that they're thinking of. They're having a heyday with that open border right now. While we are while we argue over abortion rights, while we argue over gun rights, you really think that's going to matter? And then I, I can I can see how a lot of people would be saying, well, I mean, you know what I mean? Well, let's just let's just. Oh, you know, that's only in Mexico, though. So, like, we could, you know, stop that. Let's say, you know, you want to build the wall. All you libtards want to build the wall suddenly, okay? Okay. What about Canada? Are we going to throw up our hands and act like and act like Al-Qaeda is not operating in Canada right now? Like, they're not putting out press releases in Venezuela and in South America of Al-Qaeda and in Canada of Al-Qaeda and different, and different um, uh, left, uh, left terrorist organizations that are training citizens with automatic firearms? That's in Canada for crying out loud. Like there was just there was a shipment there was just shipment of automatic firearms that came across the Canadian border into America just a couple weeks ago. No, I'm, you know nothing else. Only one article, right? It was only talked about one time, one article. Since then, nothing else. What's, what what is that? That was CNN, by the way. You, you can look it, look it up for yourself. CNN. So what what's you know, like, what do you think that's, you, you really think that's going to stop the, like, you know what I mean, mass shootings? I mean, come, come, guys, the only thing that putting your restrictions on firearms, just some test based on this real quick, the only thing that's going to do is just, that's just going to kill us faster. That's just going to kill us faster. Imagine now if you're a woman, okay, and you're getting your shit beat in by your boyfriend, now, when you call the cops, you might have a little fairy come up to your door, a social worker, you know what I mean? That's for some reason taking the side of the guy because, oh my God, he's so cute. Don't act like it hasn't been done before. Don't act like you don't do the same thing when you when uh, when, when we see someone cute. Our attitudes change, you know what I mean? 
Now it's only one cop and a social worker, but you've been getting your ass beat and they're trying to talk to the boyfriend. Imagine what that's going to psychologically do to you. And, and not only that, think about how that truthfully enslaves you more, how that manipulates your mind to think, okay, well now what I call, it may have been, now what I call, you know, and they come, they're just going to talk to them. They're going to make sure they have a good discussion with them before they haul them off to jail and stuff like that. But to you, your face is all bloodied up. And they're over there having a discussion with them. You don't think you're going to have the notion in your mind next time it happens, or God forbid, next time it happens. You don't think you're going to have that notion in your mind to think, why even call the cops? They're just going to have a talk with them. They're going to make sure they have a good social conversation with them. Got that social worker there, you know, they, you know, and this is just me using libtard logic, by the way. I could use, I could put, I could flip the script on the same situation. But if you're a guy, you know, now, now, the, the your girl, your 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 girlfriend has lost her shit. She has shot you, and now she's trying to pistol whip you, and she's trying to kill you. You call the cops. The cops show up. Thank God on time before you die. Now it's a social worker that's woke as hell blaming you because she's claiming that you beat her and all this and that. When you're the one on the floor with a bullet wound in your leg, stab marks all across your back, but when the social worker and that woke, those two woke people come in, oh, well, obviously it's your fault. You're going to jail because she is sitting there screaming, oh my God, save me. I, I, I'm not being political, but you need to start actually asking yourself these questions and realize, and, and not only that, remember all these different implementations that they've been doing. I mean, it's like a chess game for these guys. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's bad, man, but um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get into the Bolshevik Revolution, guys, and, uh, because what we're going through, like the, the the war, the hybrid war that we're going through, is Bolshevik in nature. Like they're using starvation as a way of, of murder, while also using different viruses, different diseases, and using compliance and psychological programming to manipulate the people into killing each other while being forcibly killed themselves. It's it's a new technocratic technocratic war that we are under right now I mean we it's not and I, I can't and I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not like we've never seen this before because we have but they're using technology and different forms of of the same programming that they learned a long time ago only they have been testing on the masses for so long that they're now just perfecting like like you know stock like you know perfecting things that they got out of MK Ultra. you know using drugs to Use their own agents to make see if they'll tell the truth, see if they'll lie, see if they'll spill evidence to the hooker that they're banging while they watch them through a glass. What do you think they did with all this information? You think they just got rid of it? Like, come on, guys. So, all right. So let's. Uh, I, I, I want to start this. I want to start this, guys. So, I'm going to start this off. Well, uh, so around uh, from 1921 to 1954, there was around 650,000 people uh, that were sentenced to death. Around 2.3 million were sentenced to prison terms. And most of them died, uh, by the way. And this was all done during the Bolshevik Revolution. And some of these same, um, some of these same tactics were used in uh, uh, China as well. Uh, China is responsible for the death of at least 
40 million um uh, and at the death uh, at the death of it it was anywhere from around 40 to 80 million by the way that was all during Mao Zedong's time when he was you know uh killing killing his citizens through you know through genocide but I, I want to get to this guy so the story begins in pre-revolutionary Russia portrayed by a uh, a Bulgarian capitalist, a state industrializing and modernizing at a fast pace that um, he was very well known for in this case, but he brushed over more uncomfortable elements of political suppression and massive economic inequity for a reason, which I don't know if that sounds familiar at all, um, you know, with uh, this revolutionary um, Russian uh, um, McKinney which I said, he, he stated himself as a uh, Burganian capitalist and a state industrializing and modernizing at a very, very fast pace. So what do we see now? <laughs> we see that same formality where there's certain structures of our government that is trying to revolutionize and industrialize and modernize or supposedly modernize our industries and our and our and our and our um our, 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 our basic structures of our country at a very fast pace, but giving no solutions after their deconstruction of some of these things. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing we see now, but this is some of the same same tactics they were using they were using during the Bolshevik Revolution. So if that does sound familiar, a lot of, if a lot of this stuff sounds familiar, that's because this is a hybrid, but a hybrid kind of Bolshevik War for him. So after the Bolshevik, after the Bolsheviks first seized power in November 1917, they obviously needed the cash first, and um, uh, at first to pay the Red Guards who had staged the coup. When state bank officials refused refused to recognize Bolshevik authority and cooperate with demands for money, they were replaced with an incompetent financial team who, as one later confessed, entered the enormous corridors of this bank as if we were penetrating a virgin force that's actually directly from the uh, one of one of the direct terms from this uh, one of, from this banker so right there guys that's one of the first things that Bolsheviks uh, started doing what do we see right now this is the same Bolshevik narrative the overtake of the IMF bank you know I, you know that clip that you guys saw earlier the oversizing of IRS and almost making the IRS like a new like separating what the IRS is now and making a new IRS by tripling their power three times. All, all, all by the way, but remember, this is all taxpayer paid. So McKinney um, um, has a little time for the Marxist ideology that drove his the Bolshevik economic ideals. There are bookish theories that led to the disgrace of the disregard the possibilities of economic reality when a Swedish banker warned that the cancellation of a foreign debt obligation of February 19 would ruin Russia's credit uh, credit worthlessness. Macbillia Brodsky, the Bolshevik trade commissioner, laughed in his face. At the same time, the loot of looters campaign was being carried out to transfer the wealth to the new regime under the guise, under the disguise of returning to the workers, what was a rightfully theirs. In reality, prop, uh, property nationalism meant anarchy and were carried out by whoever wished to loot and rob their neighbors. Now, McKinney recounts the murder of the Roman Atheist in uh, Yucatania Berg in gory detail, with locals tearing jewels off the dead bodies as 
the as late as the 1930s, the check had, the check had found 1.6 million of imperial jewelry, imperial jewelry in the area. So the I, uh, so, so to break that down, the Bolsh- what the Bolsheviks did is they made they started running campaigns and smear campaigns and saying that the rich or the the low off, like your neighbors that are hiring you and your neighbors, and, and they weren't talking about like the real oligarchs at the top. They were not talking. They were talking about the you know the people that were well off and they were, had their they had their small or middle class businesses or or they were doing very well off for themselves, but they're employing and reinvesting in the neighborhoods or in the in, 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 into the country itself what they're doing is is they're, they're running these smear campaigns saying kill the rich you know uh, you know the reason why you're in such impoverished the reason why you're eating your children right now and i have a few clips i want to get to about this guys but the reason why you're going through this right now is because of the rich never really telling them what like you know what I mean? Like they're not they never really tell them and point to them who they're really supposed to go after, but they give them the ideology to kill the rich guys. So um, when a state committee uh, Gorian was set up in 1920 to organize confiscations, its amateurish work systematically destroyed Russia's wealth and cultural heritage as its workers stripped down historical objects to their raw materials. Not only did the Bolsheviks manage to seize the uh, Tsar's gold billion, bullion, Europe's largest reserve, but they also took jewelry, silver poultry, artwork, and books from homes and safe deposit boxes across the country. Now, McKinney takes an overly romanticized view of some of the disposed. The idea of a prince stuffed two rebrands, many family jewels, into his luggage as he flees the country is a little hard to swallow given that what we know about Russia's widespread poverty, the picture of an idealized pre-revolutionary Russia certainly gives us very clear heroes and villains. But it also provides an excessively one-dimensional view of those in whose hands Russia's patrimony was held before the revolutionary revolution. I apologize. This is not to justify the Bolsheviks looting, but to rather provide a more textured view of why the Bolsheviks we're going after this, meaning the Bolsheviks deemed that they, they, the Bolsheviks went after the poor. They went after and gave the poor these ideologies to destroy the neighborhood around them and to also socialize their work and give all their, all their farm and all their land to the Bolsheviks. So then the state could control, and then so then they could state can control and give them work because after because throughout this whole I, uh, ideal, and I have a few clips I want to go to with Lenin and um, with what you're seeing on screen with Stalin, but they wanted to give this idea to the people that the reason why you are suffering so much isn't the economical and the um, the economical and it's and the. Uh, um, the uh, sanctions, if you will, like what's going on right now with the uh, United States sanctions against Russia and against China and the United States sanctions against other countries. Well, this is what the Bolsheviks were doing. And when the people started to get in the uproar, they would use them and they would say, well, the reason why you're starving and the reason why you're having to eat your own children is because 
of the Russian of the Russian czars is because of the government that's in place. Is because we're, we're operating off of capitalism, and, and 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 this is all this is all mainstream history. So the Bolshevik nationalism campaign was not only driven by ideological fear, uh, fear, but also by this desperation for money. Faced with resistance by peasants, workers, and soldiers, the very people in those names that made the revolution, they maintained authority by their monopoly on the means to violence. McKinney demonstrates how the money surrendered under slogans such as turn gold into bread was primarily spent on arms and military equipment to cement their rule by force. But after their, uh, uh, after their re, uh, re, uh, reputation on forward debts, no one would deal with the Bolsheviks. No one that is apart from the bankers and businessmen who uh, businessmen driven by greed, Swedish bankers and the uh, and uh, the Wall and the Wall Street Bank were happy to help the Bolsheviks melt gold down and recast it with the Swedish stamp. The German authorities were concerned that the money flooding into the country from Russia was fueling propaganda for a world revolution. In fact, it was, and it was, and it was, and it was secretly. Secretizing massive arms and industrial deals. Now, the Bolsheviks be uh, be laying. Uh, I apologize. The Bolsheviks um, be laying in their claims to represent the workers. They also wanted to give the, ide uh, the ideology and give the view that they want to live. The, uh, they wanted all of Russia to live the high life. Now, McGidini is particularly by Lenin riding around in Rolls Royces. Money not spent on equipment for, uh, for the Red Army was spent on food. Not grain to feed the starving population suffering from famine, but Swedish herring, German bank, and French and French pig fat. So Lenin being a part of this of this Bolshevik revolution, these Bolsheviks were literally in the mix of crossing each other over, and then and like I said, they they wanted to give to the people. They wanted to they wanted to really wanted, wanted to drive into the people's head that the reason why you're suffering so much isn't because of our regime and what we're doing by putting in these different manipulations with our army because the Bolsheviks were in control of the Red Army during this time. What was happening was Lenin was not all the way on board after killing millions of people. He didn't want to be all on board, which is why Lenin, after a while, got replaced by Stalin. Stalin, not only was he on board with it, but he immediately started. This is what the Bolsheviks started to do. They started to restrict money. They started. They started to restrict money from going to farmers. They started to over overspend on things that they did not need. Rolls Royces. They started to give money away to uh, to, uh, to other countries like Germany. It's a bolster. They had bolster the Nazis, and all this is going on while the people are being told, "Oh, well, it's 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 your it's a small business owner right down the street." It's it's those it's those those middle class or those rich that you need to go after because we're not doing it. And this is how this is what I mean by what's going on right now is like a Bolshevik it's like a Bolshevik hybrid war form. They're using the same tactics that they were during the nineteen during uh, nineteen nineteen in between nineteen nineteen and nineteen fifty nine, and they're using these same tactics. With mass starvation, with cutting our energy supplies, with cutting, with buy gold. I know you guys have all seen those signs everywhere. Buy, you know, we buy gold. Turn your gold in. We'll give you cash. Does that sound familiar at all, ladies and gentlemen? Because honestly, it should. 
so like I said, um, uh, uh, of the many foreign villains, in the, uh, of the many foreign villains in November 1919, he gave up an armed intervention against armed intervention with the Bolsheviks, saying Russia is too much like quicksand, and the Bolsheviks are the new blockade, and called off uh, and called off and called off certain uh, war tactics in the Baltic Sea. Under acute domestic economic pressure, his decision was to sign an Angelo-Soviet Accord in 1921, effectively accepting the Bolsheviks' claim to the gold as legitimate and assented to their refusal to refuel debt obligations. So, uh, and uh, the end of 1921, the riches procured by the Bolsheviks' looting that helped them to achieve the unthinkable grudging legitimacy from Western governments and the means to defeat their opponents within Russia. McKinney concludes that the greedy capitalists, such as uh, McKinney, McKinney uh, concluded to the peasants that it's the greedy capitalists, such as the U.S. steel magnate Andrew Mellon, who acquired a member, number of paintings by old masters of the Bolsheviks, were directly responsible for funding the Red Terror and the Bolsheviks' war against the peasants. Adapting Lenin's phase, Western capitalists sold the Bolsheviks their rope, not with which to hang them, but to hang millions of Russians. So, and that's, and I, guys, I'm, I'm like, you know, that's just a short, that's a, a short little, um, a short little summer, a summarization of it, but it, it goes even further than that, guys. So, since the Soviet Union was largely controlled by Bolshevik or Jewish revolutionaries during this time, many Jewish non-publishers, newspapers, and magazines at the time, they did not want to portray the Soviet Union in a negative light, or much less the Bolshevik new uh, Bolsheviks in a negative light as well. And Mutter Ridge was not the only one with a, with with who was speaking out, despite intense. Communist uh, leanings during the early years of the 19th century and marriage to Russian communist Arkadia Baudetica, Frida Udili changed her mind when faced with the, with the consequences of Stalinism. Now, when Soviet Ambassador Konstantia uh, um, uh, Omatskia landed in the United States, he declined forcibly even to see Frida in Washington. Many pro-communist publishers in the United States and England fully refused to publish her works, Particularly her anti-communist book, The Dream Was Lost. Soviet Russia, then and now. And guys, these are these are just some of the things that were going on during these times. And I want to get and what you, like I said, what you're seeing on screen, guys, it was so horrible, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to play you guys this uh, this clip. And this is a clip of um, of a woman that you know she's alive at the time, and I want you guys to listen to her and her story of what she had to go through during these times of the Bolshevik reign and during these times of the Bolsheviks using food and infrastructure to kill massive amounts of people. And always realizing how I always and always realize it always goes back to. Don't worry, the government's going to give you the job. So I want you guys to listen to this clip because it's honestly, it, 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 it can, it's, it's a tearjerker, I'm not going to lie. Cry. 
with nothing to eat, and mother began to swell from hunger. When spring came, I gathered some nettles and wheat, and boiled them to use for food for my sisters and mother. One day, I was washing linen, and my seven-year-old sister Anushka came up and said, Dasha, I'm going to drown myself. Without even looking up, I said, so drown yourself. I couldn't imagine she was serious. All of a sudden, she jumped into the river and sank. We had no strength to carry her to the cemetery. When I brought bread for the first time, my mother and sister began to cry. Give it to me! Give it to me! But there was so little bread that I couldn't do it. There was such hunger in our village that finally cannibalism developed there. Some of the women, Bogdan Pelagia, Otis Kayakinchu and Tatiana Kashuk killed and ate up their own children. People dug up corpses and ate them. On which Sunday of 1932, my little sister Malinka began to die. She was only six years old and she was dying for three days. She cried constantly, begging us for something to eat. Then mother died. Of my relatives, 16 people died all in all. I didn't know how many died in our village until 1971, when I went back to visit. I met a former activist collective farmer, Alexander Benjeria, who told me that apart from those who had left the village or been exiled, 1,540 villagers died of hunger. Yeah, it's not a game, guys. If you think that governments have not been have not used starvation as a form of military tactics, and this is why I always like going back into history. Because we've been trained for so long, and I'm not saying the Nazis aren't bad. I, just hear me out. We, we've been trained, psychologically trained, to think there's the boogeyman. Like, that's the way we've been psychologically trained. We've been psychologically trained that whenever something, like a, something of really, really bad of nature, there's always going to be a boogeyman there. Why do you think it's so easy, it was so easy for the mainstream media to sell us, there's WDs, WMDs in Iraq. Did the mainstream media go to prison? Did they get in trouble for blank, like full knowing, knowing there is no nuclear, uh, nuclear, uh, nuclear missiles in Iraq? Full well knowing, and then getting thousands of Americans killed, thousands of American soldiers killed off of that lie. The mainstream media knew full well that there's no WD, WMDs in Iraq, and they made the American people think of it. Think how, think how many people are killed. Because of that lie, did the mainstream media get in trouble for that? Did they? Are they getting in trouble still to this day? No, but and I'm touch, I'm going to touch base on this. I have a few quotes that I want to read, but I'm going to touch base on this right now, so you guys really really understand. But now people like Alex Jones, he's getting sued for over four million dollars or almost sixty million dollars. I think one of the lawsuits was over him spending twenty nine minutes on a Sandy Hook shooting. He didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't get us into a war. I'm just giving you guys. I'm just. I'm just saying we need to start thinking of this, not logically, but with common sense. 
I'm not going to argue whether you think, you know what I mean, he deserves it or not. I, go ahead, believe whatever you want. But did he get us involved with the war? Did he get us involved with the war? Because the mainstream media legitimately convinced every one of us there's WMDs in Iraq. Thousands of American soldiers killed. A lot of them, a lot of, a lot of you libtards actually have family members that served in the Iraq war. But you're not going to lift a finger about that lie. You won't even mention it, will you? Thousands of American troops killed. Hundreds of thousands of children in Iraq killed because of our bombs. I'm just saying, I'm guys, I'm just saying this, you know, when you really, really need to get, uh, start using common sense. And I understand common sense isn't that common, but I'm trying, and I'm trying my hardest to not be politically in any kind of political in any kind of way. That's why I'm trying to stake base with just, just asking, you know, just asking questions, man. Like you, but, um, so I, I want to read off a few quotes, guys. Uh, this is the first quote. We mustn't forget that some of the greatest murderers of modern times were Jewish. We cannot know with certainty the number of deaths Chica was responsible for in its various manifestations. But the number is surely at least 20 million to almost 80 million, including victims of the forced collectiv uh, collectivization, the hunger, larger purges, expulsions, banishments, executions, and mass death at gulags. And us, the Jews, and an Israeli student finishes high school without ever hearing the name Ginrika Yogodo, the greatest Jewish murderer of the 20th century, the GPUP's deputy's commander and the founder and the commander of the NKVD. And by the way, I'm, I, this isn't a slam against uh, Jews. You realize that the person that has that quote, he's Jewish. So I don't want to hear anything about Oh, dude, you hate Jews? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't give. I don't give a rat's. I don't care if you're a Jew. If you're a, a zebra, you could be a lion. You could be a donkey. You could be Kenneth Kenef. I don't care. This is history. I'm not changing anything out of history just because everyone wants to get all sensitive about Jew. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So this is another quote. Sixty-six million murdered by Jewish Bolsheviks. Salsicino, uh, us assets that since 1917, the Bolsheviks, continuing under assassin Stalin, through and even after World War II, systematically executed, and inside and outside, their thousands of gulags, worked, starved, and frozen to death, 66 to 80 million people, but not all, but most of them Christians. This math death, this mass death, was the largest real holocaust in modern history, ladies and gentlemen. If you wonder, if you're wondering why they went after the Christians, because it was the Bolsheviks that um, they wanted. The Bolsheviks wanted to create a system off of anarchy. That's what they believed in. It was it was a system that was a hybrid of social. Or it was a hybrid of communism and anarchism. Anarchism. So they were persons. So during this time, they were persecuting and they were going after. If you are a Christian, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a historian and truth teller was asked at a press conference his opinion on why the terrible events behind the Iron Curtain had occurred, why millions were carted away, tortured and starved, and worked to death in gulag and slave camps. Stuyvesant's uh, response: "Man has forgotten God." The brave Alexander Stuyvesant, uh, the famous Russian writer. 
who has been called the conscience of the 20th century, served eight long years in the Soviet gulag prison system. Today, he is hated by top-level Jews in America and around the world because he exposed the Jewish leadership of the genocide of 66 million communist gulag victims. The largest number of victims were Christian believers, understandable since the revolutionary Jews despised and hated Jews, Jesus and the Christians. 66 million innocent people were kidnapped and eventually died in hideous deaths at the hands of Jewish Ivan the Terrible Corpse of mostly Jewish gulag overlords. The greatest Jewish hatred is reserved for the fearless few who dare to reveal the world the heinous crimes committed by the Jewish power in the communist gulag. So what? Uh, so, um, and I, I, I honestly, honestly, like you know, like I, I don't, I, I don't really think it's all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just quoting from his quote. I'm, I'm not quoting from his quote, but I'm giving my opinion on this quote. I don't know why you have to use Jewish all the time. Like, give the people like the names to these families. You know, Rockefeller family, the British royal and senior families, the Italian and senior families that came out of the Bolsheviks out in Italy. You know, J.P. Morgan, the Rockefellers, Bill Gates and Melinda Foundation that go back to the German, you know, Sackville families. You know, the British royal families that literally just openly think it's the coolest thing that they can trace their roots back to Dragulia. You know what I mean? And they convince the American people that Dragulia... It was a good person. He was a good prince. They made a movie about Dracula, like the real Dracula, being a good person. He used to take children and shove metal pills up, I'm going to use that word, up their fucking ass. He used to take them off the poles and rape them afterwards. But he, yeah, oh yeah. That's your Dragulia right there. That's your dragon. Yeah. Makes you think of the Bible, doesn't it, when you hear that dragon term, huh? The dragon will rule the world. The two dragons will split. Seven heads. Yeah. Shit's scary, isn't it? So anyways, guys. Uh, so here's another one. Um, the Bolshevik Jews engineered the Russian Revolution in 1917 through 1959 and managed to kill 66 million Russian Christians. Now under Stalin and his communist Jews uh, and his communist Jews burned down thousands of the churches and built synagogues as needed. Alexandria stretched in and he stayed flatly 66 million we must forgotten that some of the greatest murders of modern times were, in fact, Jewish. We cannot know this with certainty the number of deaths in Czechia was responsible for in its various manifestations, but the number is surely at least 20 million to 80 million. Here's, here's another one, guys. Now, even after, here, this is fact, by the way, guys, fact. Even after the Stalinist purges of some Jews, organized Jewry remained entrenched in the power of the Soviet Union. Jews continued to occupy all the most... Well, the Bolsheviks continue. That's, that's what they are. The Bolsheviks continue to occupy all the most important posts in the Soviet government. And Stalin, who was head honcho, through, though not a Jew, was the ultimate shabby boy. As a Jew at all, by name, who was married into a Jewish family, had Jewish mistresses and fam and friends, and at every point in his career was surrounded by some type of Bol Bolshevik commissioner. Stalin's uh, Jewish brother-in-law, moreover, Lazar Konogorov remains Stalin's consistent advisor, confident and close friend. And Konogov was the greatest mass murderer of them all, reportedly claiming responsibility for the death of 20 million people. Oddly, Konogov, uh, Konogov outlived all the other Bolshevik killers dying in 1991. That's right, guys. He killed 20 million people, and he only he died. He lived a full life, died in 1991, same year I was born. That makes me just feel freaking horrible. 
Now, almost 40 years longer than Stalin, by the way, after one of his closest buddies, probably Comrade Berla, slipped some rat poison into his wire. Here's another fact for you. Um, Orthodox Christian churches were demolished in huge numbers and systematic tortures and mass murder of tens of millions of Russian Christians by the Bolsheviks, Jews, and documented. Kenneth Goffey also ordered the shocking demolition in downtown Moscow of the Cathedral of Christ the Savior in 1931. Remember what happened in 1931, though, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you what happened in 1931. The Great Depression happened in 1931. So, really makes you think if everything was really, really done by design all of a sudden, right? You know, it really, really, really makes you think, like, what the hell really, really was going on with these different sectors, you know, with these different, with these different secret societies that we're just now learning about. You know what really blows my mind is how everyone is just now starting to make a big thing about the Black Wall Street, the, uh, the mass murder of Black Wall Street. Like, it, I learned about that crap in freaking elementary school. I knew about the, I knew about the massacre of the Black Wall Street in elementary school. In elementary school. You know why? Because I read. I read history. I want to know about history. I guarantee, because right now a lot of people have this idea, ideology of, you know, oh, it's the other racist white people. Do you know who actually funded the destruction of Black Wall Street? Mm -hmm. It's the same guy that is funding Black Lives Matter. You know, your your LGBT groups. That's the same guy. Same guy. Well, I guess I guess um, uh, it was more or less his. His father a lot more, a lot more too, because he was still alive. But uh, same guy, George Soros. I, I he funded George Soros and David, uh, George Soros and David Rockefeller. They funded the hitman and the police that were sent into Black Wall Street to kill everyone, to dismiss everything. Yeah. And now they're funding Black Lives Matter. They're funding your LGBT groups. They're funding the Democratic Party. Very hardly, by the way. Yeah. See, details matter all of a sudden, don't they? They want to tell you about Black Wall Street now because now, oh my God, oh, have you ever heard about Black Wall Street? How, I remember watching this video of Tom Hanks saying, why, am I, why have I never heard of Black Wall Street? I feel so oblivious. Yeah, you are oblivious. Go back to acting like a retard. By the way, dog, I respect your acting, man. I love your movies. I'm be real. I love your movies, but you're a douchebag politically. Are you serious? You're I I read about that in freaking elementary school. I get it. not everyone's gonna you know uh, not everyone's gonna give me hit to that kind of history and stuff like that. Okay, I get it. But while you guys are reading about Black Wall Street, the massacre of Black Wall Street, why don't you look at the people that actually funded the massacre? Doesn't that not matter? Don't doesn't that matter when you see those names? And then you see those same names funding your LGBT groups, the Democratic Party. Doesn't that just piss you off? If you're a Democrat, you don't see that shit and just be like, man, I got to get away from this party. Maybe you don't want to be a Republican, then don't be a Republican. But stop funding a party that's literally getting funded to kill you. Especially to my especially to my colored people, man. Especially to my black brothers. This, this, this shit's real, man. This isn't real. Like it, it's This is... This is there, this is real, guys. I'm not. I'm not living in some made-up land. 
I'm not making any of this stuff up. I don't have to make any of this stuff up, man. It's scary enough just reading about it. And they were doing all of this, all of these things through these different type of war forms. You recognize the Bolsheviks never really had to rule by ultimate ultimate iron fist like this like the Soviets did in the beginning. The Bolsheviks ruled by starvation, by acclimatization of communism, it built into built into anarchy, built into this paranoia of oh, it's your rich neighbors, they're the problems. Does that not sound familiar to you at all? They wanted to fast track and industrialize their country without actually giving anything to it. Meanwhile, the people are dying at massive numbers. There's people starving, eating their children. And the Bolsheviks, look at them. I'm, I'm loving it. Look how happy he is. And that's and that's what amazes me the most, guys. You know, you guys can watch this, you guys can get this information, but still think to yourself, communism can still work. Yeah, communism can still work. Yeah, of course it can, ladies and gentlemen. Of course it can. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, you know, after after Bolsheviks started to restrict and take away the farmers' rights, what do you think they came for? It was the guns. They took away the farmers' guns. And if we were in and if we were in the medieval days, uh, medieval ages, they'd be taking away our swords. This is the same formality, same formality. These this that's why that's why I always say a lot of these supposedly you know new progressive ideologies that they have convinced you that they're so progressive and you know and critical race theory. Oh, I'm sorry, what we call that you know racial equity and inclusiveness and all this. Guys, this is this is old news, man. This, these are old news. You can read about this online. Go beyond history. This is These are war machines that have been built in, that have been used to enslave or kill the masses time and time again. Now, of course, they're using different forms of technology now. They're, they're, they're socializing communism mixed up with a little bit of anarchy nowadays. It all sounds a little bit too familiar, doesn't it? And all this is going on while China creates bases out in South America, while Al-Qaeda, while Al-Qaeda trains gangs in Canada and in South America. And then our border is wide open while these radical troops are coming in, while these radical soldiers now, after they've been trained by Al-Qaeda, and they're getting funded by, they're getting funded by the Bilderberg Group, they're getting funded by the Davos Group, they're getting funded by all these, all these satanic cult-like members. They got all the money in the world. This is all going on while we are spending, while we are paying for everything. And the reality of it is, I don't care whether you're on the left or the right side, what you need to realize is you're paying for this. They're not going to give you free security when stuff hits the fan. You're not getting security guards next to you. When food is completely overpriced and when you actually have that real notion that, oh my God, am I going to have to eat my own children? Suddenly... Suddenly, everything that we have been talking about, everything that we try to teach you guys about, everything that we're telling you, it's, it's just like, it is literally like, just like when I was, like, I remember when, this is back in like 2009, 2007, 2008, in between those times, I remember I was telling everyone that the NSA, the FBI, the federal government is tracking and tracing every single thing you do, and they're putting your personality and what, and what, and, and, and the, 
they're putting their personality into a machine so they can better create a better uh, better better algorize what you're going to do in a daily basis and then, and then they went out of the way to say well we also can use this information so where if you have in the future if we when we can create clones well we already have your personality into our system we already have your predicted programming formulated into our system i remember talking about that back between those years and then it took edward snowden it took edward snowden to blow a whistle and suddenly the whole world was just like, oh, okay, so they, yeah, they're tracking and tracing everything we do. It's crazy. Suddenly, and, and what I'm trying to say to you now is I was going to call, call it a conspiracy theorist and mental and all of this and that. I want you to hear me out. I was going to call it mental and all this and that when I was talking about this. And then when it came out, they, oh no, they're actually, yeah, they're doing that. They actually are doing that. They actually are putting your personality checks into a system. Yeah, they're doing that. Now I'm not crazy anymore, but people don't want to talk about it. They, they don't want to be like, hey man, I'm really, really sorry actually for calling you conspiracy theories. And what's worse is nowadays the same people that were trying to warn you guys about that, we are trying to warn you guys about the COVID va uh, vaccine. We're warning you guys about what's going on in China. We're warning you guys what's really going on in Russia and Ukraine. We're warning you guys about what's actually happening with our food supply, our energy supply. We're warning you guys about all of these things, and we're telling you this is what's really going on with the Davos Group and the Club of Rome, and this is all a global reset. This is a technocratic takeover, and still, it's just like what was happening in 2008. You're a conspiracy theorist. Are you kidding me? Why are we still conspiracy theorists? We, we were telling you the truth back then. Why did it take some like douchebag with eyeglasses to be like, yeah, I work for the NSA. Yeah. I work for the NSA. Yeah, they actually are. Yeah, they're, they're tracking everything you do. You know, guys, I, I, you know, just, you know, just be wary of it, man, you know, because we are living, we are living in, in, in a time that We are living in a time that will never, never, never really be truly thought of. And, and, and you know, I, I would love to say that we have some of the best political ambassadors going over into these hot regions like Taiwan, uh, even in the Middle East. But you know what we're getting going over to Taiwan? This is what we're getting when you go over to Taiwan. Probably using our visit as an excuse. Let me close by saying this. The Chinese have tried to isolate Taiwan keeping them most recently from the World Health Organization by not even letting their uh, participation be on the agenda of the World Health Agency, whatever, that, that makes these determinations. They may try to keep Taiwan from visiting or participating in other places, but they will not isolate Taiwan by preventing us to travel there. We've had high-level visits, senators in the spring, a bipartisan way, continuing visits, and we will not allow them to isolate Taiwan. They are not doing our travel schedule. The Chinese. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you heard it from Nancy Pelosi. They are not doing our travel schedule. They write it down for us. I mean, they make, they make our travel schedule, but they're not doing the travel schedule, we swear. I don't know. 
I don't know, guys. It, you know, it sounds a little fishy to me. And you know, and, and you know what? China is just China's just you know launching launching nuclear tactical weapons. That's all they're doing. They're just chilling over there. Nancy Pelosi goes over to Taiwan, you know, and we're hoping for you know like an uh, like I, I'm hoping for something her, like you know heroic. I want an influential speech, something to really give it to us. We get Nancy Pelosi over there flying on a freaking boom, broom. I'm sorry, and this is what China's doing. That's 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 what China's doing. That's what China's doing, and they're blowing those missiles up right on the border of Taiwan. By the way, they're blowing them up right on the border. Like, what are you going to do about it? Let this sweet minimum. Honestly, probably not going to do anything about it, man. You know, Joe Biden, um, unless Joe Biden gets all hopped up off of, uh, you know, his, um, uh, hopped up off of his uh, crack, uh, crack, uh, federal, federal crack cocaine. I don't see, I don't see, I don't see our military getting any better either, guys. But... All right, you know, let me uh, let me try to stay on subject, guys. Um, we're getting ready to uh, cut this broadcast off. It has been a little longer one than I thought we were going to actually go to. But um, I want to go. Uh, I want. I have one more. I have one more clip I want to get to, and I want to make sure I can find it. So it wasn't the White House press briefing where. Um, Gene Peary, uh, uh, Kerry and Gene Peary uh, goes on stage again and makes a fool out of herself. No, we weren't going to talk about that. But I want to talk about, guys, just, just if I can uh, real quick, is the legislations that are being introduced, whether in you're in uh, you know, New York City, California, whether you're in your left, a left state or a right state, I want you guys all to realize that if this is something that's always, if, if they mention like a Green New Deal, if they mention racial equity, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, inclusion strategy, if they if they're mentioning these terms, guys, I understand that they sound, you know, they sound, you know, like oh my God, that sounds so above the curve. And absolutely, we should definitely make sure that our jobs are being more inclusive. I want you to realize that these are play on words, and it has nothing to do with these jobs being more inclusive. It has everything to do with indoctrination. They're trying to brainwash you into a certain way of thinking. Why do you think every single? Why do you think all these, you know, these jobs are supposed to, that are supposed to be being more social inclusive or whatever, or more racially inclusive? Why do you think most of the time the people that they hire? drive down those jobs because they're not hiring people that are the best for that job. They're not hiring people that actually care about their jobs. They're hiring people on the sole basis of their skin. That right there is the definition of racism. They're trying to convince you here in 2022 that racism is so out there that it's just, it's, it's crosses and KKK flying out everywhere. That's not it, guys. And what's worse is they're making backdoor deals with China. Our, 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 we have a president in office that looks just like cracked out of his mind. Excuse me. And, and, and it's worse than that because, you know, his son 
His son is over there throwing freaking throwing guns in elementary schools. The, the, the Secret Service is going to elementary school pulling a gun out and no charges. We have a president that clearly is going senile. There is a black box. I want you guys to really look up the black box. That's serious. That's not... He's not trying to buy himself a new pair of product. Any idea the kind of power that's in that black box? Imagine him getting so crazy. And if and I, I love how people don't take this seriously because it, like the people that don't take that seriously are the same people that have like uncles and they have grandpas that are out of this. They're crazy as shit, and they know it too. Does that count? Come on, really? I guess I just use one of my Fs. Um, they're crazy, like 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 legitimately crazy. But then they'll but then they'll get into arguments about people and whether or not Joe Biden is actually fit to be a president. And I'm telling you what, guys, none, none of this none of this is being made to help the American citizens. Why do you think I, I continue to stick? I don't change things up, guys. I've said the same thing. If you guys, if we want to get ourselves in closely near out of this enslavement, out of this technocratic war that we are under. We have to go back to the values that made America, America. Our constitution and us believing in ourselves, not believing in each other. It means nothing if you believe in in, that, in your neighbor, if you don't believe in yourself, does it? Stop letting them convince you that you need to believe in everyone else but yourself. Start with yourself. Believe in yourself. Remember, I don't say these terms just to try to sound like they're talking points. I actually mean them. Like, when I tell you it's not your job to be nice to everyone, that's not, man. We are so brainwashed into thinking that you need to be, you don't need to be nice to everyone, but you do need to be kind to everyone. And there's a difference between those definitions. Since when did we completely just forget about all these other, all these other moral griefs that makes us a better person? Benevolence. Not happiness, but not happiness or gratitude, but honor and faith and hope. You don't have to have you don't have to have um, you know a religion to have faith or hope. If you're constantly not believing in anything, why do you think everything you're doing is turning into shit? And I'm not contradictive. There's still a lot of that was the thing. That was the third. I used the F word for a three. All right, whatever. I'm not ready to wrap this up anyway. If 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 you are convincing yourself whether you're on the left side or the right side if you're convincing yourself that getting uh, taking away your right to self-defense that taking away your right to uh, be independent and you have to really think about these things like what can make better make me independent well the earth does give us rain you gotta realize well how come I can't claim my own rainwater and they'll give you that they'll give you this fake notion and say well it's because it needs to go back to the ocean or we're collecting it so we can give it back to the city that within itself is a complete lie. That's a redundant lie right there. What do you think they put? What do you think they do with the water that we piss and poop in? What do you think we just get rid of that? No, we. It's, yeah. But they'll tell you when they're trying to convince you. No, you can't collect your own rainwater. What's that? No, you can't create your own uh, your own energy power sources. Why do you think a lot of the times you're hearing these you're hearing these stores more and more of these homeowners, even even people in apartments. That are are that are finding different ways to live, there live off the grid. 
and then before you know it, city code inspectors, right? City code inspectors, and they all happen to be woke, and they all give you the same, the same. They all tell you the same thing. Well, you're not being green efficient, so we're gonna have to shut you down. Oh, you're not collecting that rainwater in a green energy way. Looks like we're gonna have to shut you down. Just realize, guys, like this new world order, this green new deal, these electric cars, and all this other bullcrap that they're trying to push you. They're lying to you. They're trying to convince you just to kill yourself. So same, if I was the devil, I know the main thing that I'd be going after is everyone's free will. Because if I can take away your free will, if I can get you to kill yourself, I don't have to do nothing, bro. I don't even have to lie to you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, you ever realize that? Let's say you don't believe in the devil, right? You're still being trained to kill yourself. I'm not talking about saying that in a, in a jokingly way or, or maybe you say it in a mean way. I don't really care what you do with your life. What I am telling you, if you can see to killing yourself, do not bring everyone else down because that's your newfound motive of belief. These new green deals, they're meant to kill us. Why do you think... One of the first things that happened after World War II was they started to deconstruct the industries around the world. And then soon after, you know, I mean, you have the booming of our economy, certainly after, you know what I'm saying? But the new, you know, the, all these new, all these new technologies that just right after World War II, suddenly NATO is there, suddenly the United Nations have all the say, you know. And, and all these different, um, you know, war tactics, you know what I'm saying? Like, this podcast, I really wanted to focus on, you know, the, um, the different formalities of war using food and using uh, shipping ports and using, uh, and using standstill armies to kill people without, you know, using guns. We're not even getting into weather weaponization. We're not even getting into that. You Like, it... Big boy and little boy happened a long time ago. I, I want I, common sense. This is to me. Common sense tells me that the nuclear warheads that we have and the different kind of nuclear warheads we have, the different weapons we have, yeah, sure, they're they're capable of changing the weather. They're they're capable of flooding everything like they're doing on the doing in Vietnam. Or you think we are testing it? And there's a lot of soldiers that are attest to that too. A lot of soldiers that have these stories of man, it started raining just like in Forrest Gump. It, it started raining, and then it didn't stop raining for at least seven days, Janae. That was right when I was eating my piece of chocolate. My mama told me that chocolate is, is the best thing for your period. I mean, come on, man. Anywho, uh, anywho ladies and gentlemen, anywho, I, I want you guys just to realize that whether you're on the left or the right side, we need to start really questioning Get off, get off social media because you're not really going to be able to hold yourself accountable to your own beliefs. It's something that you're simply putting on air and then letting it go to the wind. Have critical conversations. Go to those other, go to that other side of the history, even if it's preventing you from actually, from actually grifting on your side. Realize that all these new ideologies that they're trying to give to you guys—they're not new. They're old. Not only are they old, but they're meant to kill you. 
this new world order this new agenda you know what i mean this new transition with our economic system why do you think i wanted to play that uh, clip for you guys it's a ceo of imf bank <clears throat> telling the world that we're going to switch our economic system over to digital and there's nothing the american the american system can do about it imagine that power that he just implemented we better wake up ladies and gentlemen we better better wake up really really fast guys because we don't have that much time that being said guys i want you guys to all go to subliminal message studios on anchor or spotify or band.video all right alex jones info wars guys i want you guys to go to to um uh, you know to um Prime time with Alex Stein. I want you guys to go to all the great people on Infowars, all of them. You know, Rage Page. I mean, I'm I'm, ta I'm talking. They, I mean, they have so many great, great um, uh, anchors on there. The American Journal. You know, the War Room with Owen Shorier, Alex Jones himself, guys. This is this is where you're going to get the real news. Why do you think they continue to try to ban us? They're not banning us. Because we're spreading disinformation. Like, I'm going to say this to you real quick, okay? No matter if you're on the Republican side or the Democratic side, there's one thing I realize that we can all agree on. That's, we both know the system is corrupt. Like, that's one thing that we can both agree on. We know the system is corrupt, right? I'm not going to be biased in that. I'm being serious. We both know the system is corrupt, right? So why is it that we that there's a certain side of that group, or why is it there's so many people that are acclimated and brainwashed into believing that even though the system is a problem, the system will be able to fix the problems that they are creating? Like if if abortion rights like this, if abortion rights were really needed to be fixed, well, you have first thing we have to realize is it was the system that created this that created problems with abortion rights for women i'm just and i'm just I, and i'm i'm just using libtard logic so what makes you democrat what makes you guys think that the same people that created these problems are going to be the ones that are going to fix it what makes you think that we gotta we we have to start hey we we gotta we gotta wake up all right guys so i'm gonna end this uh broadcast off thank you very very much for joining me ladies and gentlemen i appreciate every single one of you I appreciate even if you guys are coming on here just a judgment. I honestly don't mind. Uh, all, you know, like like I said on, on Twitter, on social media, I, I suck, man. I suck at tweeting. I, shut up. I do. I suck at tweeting. I suck on social media. Now, if you're going to have a, now, if you want to have a conversation with me, man, I, believe me, man, we will talk for hours. And it does not matter what side you land on. I will. I can talk to you, bro. But it has to be. Your ears have to be open. Near your eyes, they can remain shut. I'll never argue with you that. And this is a, a kind of subliminal right here if you don't understand it. Your eyes can remain shut. But if your ears are open, then that is how we will defeat the New World Order. That is how we will defeat the people that are really impoverishing us, the people that are hurting us, the people that you really feel that your rights are being stricken away. Well, you're not going to get your rights back with the same people that take them away in the first place. Maybe look to your neighbor and have faith within yourself. Faith for one another. I'm your host, Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs. I truly do appreciate every single one of you. Please follow me on Anchor and Spotify, Twitter and Instagram. And please, please, guys, donate to this channel. Help, help me grow this channel because there's a lot of other things that I want to bring on. 
there's movies that I want to make, especially a lot of history here in Nebraska that they don't want to tell you about because they know if they tell you about the real history in Nebraska, it doesn't matter whether you're on the Democratic or the Republican side. You're going to have, you're going to start to feel proud to be a part of not just of your of of that group or this group, but no, a part of a bigger of a state. I bet you guys, most of you guys didn't even know that if it wasn't for the slaves and the militias here in Nebraska, there would have never been a civil war. Now I want every I want I want all you guys to think about that. That's a very hard. That's a hard fact, guys. That's a fact. That is a hard, hard fact. If it was not for the slaves that were living in the state, or what used to, what would be the state of Nebraska, if it wasn't for the militias, the northern men that were operating, the know-nothing know uh, militias that were operating in Nebraska, then the Civil War never would have been kicked off. It was us that decided we're not going to allow other human beings treat other human beings like slaves. It was us. Yeah, suddenly, me being Republican or Democratic doesn't matter, does it? I want you guys to believe in yourselves more than anything in the world. I thank you again. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think I will see you out there, believe me, we're always watching.